0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Player versus Plot, the podcast where we take video game stories seriously. I am Lindsay, and with me as always...
1: Sterling, and we've got a, another fun episode for you today, also with us today.
2: <laughs> we have a good episode and one more host. <laughs> and this is Chris.
0: The one more <laughs> host. <laughs> <laughs> so, a good episode today, because we are covering...
1: One of Chris's favorite games, I imagine.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm this gonna, is like a part of my identity. I
0: was going to say, I'm going <laughs> to brag about Chris here because what everyone may not know, he's kind of the greatest Street Fighter player to ever exist.
2: As far uh-huh. as Lindsay knows. Yeah. Yes. What is
1: it, Die There's no one named that. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, nobody named... Daigo? Daigo, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Nobody named Daigo, <laughs> right?
0: I've never even heard of that guy. So Chris stays as number one in my mind. In the, the real rankings that, that matter the ones in Lindsay's mind.
2: Yeah. I like that.
1: Thank that you. makes me the second greatest Street Fighter <laughs> of all time. No,
0: but, you know, top 10. Top 10. I've been to arcades. I've seen other people play Street Fighter.
2: So I want to ask you guys, though. So obviously Street Fighter has been a big part of my life since I was a very young child. Mm-hmm. What about for you guys? What was your first exposure to fighting games or Street Fighter?
0: I, I'm real bad at fighting games my goal was to be real good at real life fighting and fighting games never really did it for me. And I was always hot garbage at them. Like, the the earliest one I really remember getting into was a Power Ranger fighting game on the Sega
2: Genesis. Oh, I know the one you're oh, talking that about. Game's was it was garbage.
0: Okay, I'm calling well, the game. At the and end, not don't you
2: you play as the Megazord in a in a yeah. giant fighting game? Well, thing? Is you Maybe. beat the guy,
1: and then you have to fight them in giant form too. Yes, I remember this game. I, I did not
2: enjoy it, but my
0: friends really did, mm-hmm. so I would have to play it.
1: Yeah, I think I had a friend that had. Street Fighter growing up, but I don't remember which one. The game that really got me into fighting games was Tekken Tag Tournament.
2: Oh yeah, Um, I remember that on PS2.
1: Yeah, and I just loved that one. And then Dragon Ball Z Budokai shortly after that.
2: See, for
0: most of my life, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were kind of the same game in my brain. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, the one someone throws a Hadouken and someone shoots an ice. Pick and that's about it. Ice pick.
1: (laughs) You know what? I forgot. I forgot that Mortal Kombat was in my life way before all of that. It's just I wasn't good at it. Mm -hmm. And the only like cool fatality I knew how to do when I was like four was the uppercut on the bridge and then they knocked him into the spike pit. And I was like, that's cool, but I'm not I'm garbage at this so I was like, I'll play Mario because it's like more tangible and I well, don't need to know some esoteric combination yes. of
2: oh esoteric is right with Mortal Kombat fatalities because yes. I remember as a kid watching people fight on the the Mortal Kombat stage where it's like a platform over a pit and then you s- I saw the person in front of me do some weird stuff with a stick and walk up and uppercut someone and then they they went slightly toward the screen and fell into the pit. Yeah. Uh, That's and then, the only one I knew. Yeah. Well, then I went and then I played against the, the AI and it was like, you know, finish him. Walked up, uppercutted them, just fucking landed <laughs> <laughs> on the platform. And yeah. I was like, what did he do differently? Mm.
1: Yes. The game is, uh, you know what? Uh, moral kind of it's a, a fine game, but like, it's not my game.
2: I would like
0: to shout out my favorite fighting game. And that is X-Men Next Dimension. I don't know if it was a good fighting game, but it was the first video game where I could play as Phoenix, and I liked that about the game, and I liked unlocking cool. more X Men costumes. Oh
1: my God. Do we consider Super Smash Brothers Melee and Super Smash Brothers fighting games like in the same vein as this, or is so, it different?
2: It is apparently controversial whether or not, and when I say controversial, I mean the lowest stakes possible
1: <laughs> controversy,
2: whether or not Smash Brothers is a fighting game. I feel like I have very old man opinions about fighting games. I think Street Fighter 2 is like one of the best fighting games ever made. I continue to get mad about Street Fighter 4 and other games like that. Chris is on the internet. Yeah. But I'm like, why wouldn't Smash be a fighting game? I don't get it. See,
0: I like Smash. I, I do like that one. And I'm not like competitive at it, but I'm also not a pile of flaming garbage at it like I am at Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that makes it different, which is not like... Fluid logic that could apply to everyone. But in Lindsay yeah. universe, Smash Brothers has transcended the fighting genre. I do
2: I do think if you understand the basic ideas of Smash Brothers, which are all fighting game concepts, you could play a normal fighting game. So I, I think, think it would be even easier. For part
0: of my problem probably too is Street Fighter and this applies to Mortal Kombat as well, which, you know, we're not really talking about, but uh-huh. apparently we are now. Sorry. So those two were different for me because most of my exposure to them is in arcade cabinets. I know they like have been on home consoles, but I never owned either of them. My friends didn't really own any of them. So it mm-hmm. would be, I would see it on an arcade cabinet while we were picking up pizza or while we were out somewhere. And eventually, old, when you know, now that I was old enough to drink at barcades, Yeah. That's kind of when I was like, oh, I'll try this now. I'm an adult. I'll be able to figure it out. And I have not been able to figure them out.
2: Street Fighter 2 especially, I think it really requires you to be open to trial and error and trying to figure out how this game works and not making any assumptions Mm -hmm. about how it works. But I wanted to open the question up a little bit more and ask you guys what your relationship is with arcades. Because to me, fighting games and the arcade experience are synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how much you guys relate those two things in your head.
1: So, I loved arcades growing up cuz he grew up with one in his basement. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but the more relevant thing for about arcades was that I could win tickets at them and get a bunch of like cool toys.
0: Wait, are you talking like Magic Mountain? Is Magic Mountain an arcade? They
1: have arcades in there. Like Dave and Buster's is an arcade. An arcade. Oh. like boomers in Florida that that was an arcade that I would go to all the time
0: but you're not really playing
1: but here's the thing like it it incentivized me to play like like those weird skill and chance games but I never really Oh
2: my god, the dinosaur heads! Yeah, we fucking flip the coin into the dinosaur heads. Oh my gosh! But anyways you guys
0: are suckers. I never played that game. Well, Play like, the games
2: you can win. I played the games that preyed on me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my, <laughs> my god! By compulsion, for sure. Sterling
0: <laughs> yeah. are over at the stop the light in the exact <laughs> spot games It's like <laughs> meanwhile yeah. Yeah, those, I'm over playing skee ball. <laughs> well,
1: those games. Oh my gosh! I well, love skee ball too. Those just games on the record. are just based. like advertisements for children. Like they shouldn't be a thing. Um, but you know, they are and they're fun and addictive and probably why I still like to open like packs of collectible card games. It's definitely
0: entry level gambling.
1: But because there were so many games that offered tickets, games like Gauntlet or Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, I just kind of avoided because you didn't get prizes from them. You just kind of got to fight each other. And And if
2: you're not good at the game, then you're... You're, first of all, you don't play very long, mm-hmm. and your winning is very fleeting mm-hmm. because then the AI demolishes yes. you. And especially I will say Mortal Kombat
0: games. Like I don't even know if I saw classic arcade cabinets in my Magic Mountain. Mm-hmm. And if I was going to play a game that didn't just spit out tickets for me, I would be playing like the oh, sit in this giant like jeep, and it's going to pretend like you're in Jurassic Park, oh my gosh. and I would be like. That's what I want to sink was, my coins into. There was a
1: Star Wars <laughs> original trilogy game, which had oh like the. Oh my god, the it was a stick. whole dollar. Yeah, it which was a, was whole a lot dollar. of money. <laughs> and you would get there and you'd like drive the X Wing and like run through the Endor. And it, I would play that game all the time. And if you beat all three in one go, you got to the secret mission at the end. Oh,
2: yeah. So that's,
0: I think that's why I don't associate Magic Mountain with like a real arcade. Because there was
2: a lot of those like. Star Wars esque machines, or it was more skee ball?
0: Yeah, it was just kind of you would go and play like squash the spider things like that. Nothing in my Magic Mountain is anything I would want like in a cool basement. Now that I'm an adult,
3: I see so what you're saying.
1: I, I guess that's fair. And I got more into like like the Time Crisis uh, crises and other shooting games and games like that. Oh, I did like that one. Um, what was the
0: one where you could kneel?
1: That was, that was time, time crisis. crisis. You had, one, you had like step on the pedal. step pedal.
0: Okay. I was, I was awesome. That yeah, was a good one. That was, that was a fun one. Out.
1: And I got really into that when I was living in Beijing. Um, there was an arcade under. Uh, Shidan and I had the top six scores on their Time Whoa. Crisis game with my buddy Warren. Is this the arcade nice. that doesn't
0: exist anymore?
1: Oh my god! I mean, you mean all of them? There's a whole
0: well, <laughs> there's apparently a whole underground. Is center this the arcade that Beijing. doesn't exist anymore? Yeah,
1: like what kind there's of There's a whole is that?
0: underground like center in Beijing that Sterling insists existed, and when we went, he's like, "We're gonna go find it." That's there's not really even sad. an
2: entrance. That sucks.
0: Like, I think he, it's a fever dream. There are
2: still arcades in China and Hong Kong. It's just, it's pretty much like the one big one that everyone knows about. Yeah, Even what, Japan is starting to turn into your, that. What um, your
1: experiences with arcades, Chris? Uh,
2: well, I do want to mention a, a skee-ball story. Because, okay. you know, one the last time I admitted to crimes on this podcast, we got a very positive response. <laughs> So, why not another? Um, I used to go to this bowling alley called Cloverleaf in Cleveland. And um, me and my sister used to go there all the time, and we would play skee ball. And we really, really wanted these like really cheap plastic medallions they had because it reminded us of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh Excellent. yeah! And we used to in like we used to play Legends of the Hidden Temple in our attic and pretend it was like a, a temple. Yes. Um, so we were like, we need more tickets, and the you know the Squash the Spider game was not giving enough tickets. No just sir. Enough at yeah, it. and Street Fighter didn't give any tickets. Which it should. Um
1: definitely should. So Chris we would
2: have ran. His magic that would be the most amazing thing <laughs> if Fighting Games gave you tickets. But so we went to the skee ball thing, and I remember something rolled under the machine, and uh, my sister went to go get it, and she found some little button under the machine. Oh no. And she like pushed it. It
0: spits out tickets.
2: And it didn't spit out tickets, it spit out balls. It starts a just new game. That's how free play works on that machine. Yeah. Which is a weird way for free play to work. Well
1: that's how just most, most machines the machine. work. They have a button that you can change. Generally they're locked inside of the cabinet. Yeah,
2: it's a, it's like dip switches you flip on the but with a key.
1: Some games they're just like on it's, the back it's or just underneath.
2: A, button. a baby could just go Man. under there and mash that button. So did you get So what we did was we played skee ball the entire time my parents were off playing pool or whatever. And we were there for like hours playing skee ball. And I was always on lookout. And I (laughs) the story the the story we came up with for why I was on lookout.
0: Button afterwards to turn it back.
2: You would play a game, and they'd be like, "Okay, game over." And then we'd go in and hit the button, so and it would just start a new one game. session
0: yeah. of free play. It's That's not like it switches it into no. free play mode. That would make it's sense. One free game. Yeah. What a weird fucking button. Okay. Put on. All right. That was someone who put that there, hoping children would find it in arcades.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Huh? What is this like? Like the benevolent like button. You know what? The, is this, I like never like Ready Player of that. One or Willy Wonka or something. <laughs> it's like ah, yes, it's to the child that I, I understands. I turned backwards
2: and played skee ball. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I love that. I love that maybe someone <laughs> just put that there and it was not a feature that was advertised. And he was like, I was there once. <laughs> so,
1: it's like backdoor hacking. Like, <laughs> what,
2: if, if anyone ever came up to us and asked why my sister was crawling under the machine um, to like hit a button, I was supposed to tell them she was looking for her ring. Mm. I don't know why we chose ring. Maybe because it's round and it can roll?
0: Well, it could have fallen off. With a ski ball maybe. Maybe. I mean, rings aren't known for falling off, but whatever.
2: Yeah. Bracelet would have been good. So anyway, we did that. We got hundreds of tickets, and we went to buy the most expensive thing at the price counter. Which was just the medallions
0: oh my god Really? there was nothing
2: better than the medallions
0: whoa, whoa. see i remember like that was the
2: most disappointing thinking moment i would
0: save up for the game systems that was me i oh, rarely
2: yeah. spent my ticket they didn't have those at the oh, the bowling
1: alley and that's fair that's fair. there was a frogger game that i loved in the arcades anyways i feel like we've talked about arcades a bunch <laughs> so maybe we should switch gears to street, street fighter,
3: fighter.
0: Yeah. i want chris do you have a store like in my head, there's a narrative of the first time you discover Street Fighter, and there's definitely smoke and like, oh yeah, special effects lighting, and it's just the world blacks out, and it's just you in a spotlight, and the Street Fighter arcade cabinet. Well, in first a of all, I
2: would have been like five, so I'm already that's fine. The story I, starts with me, my eyes poking <laughs> over like the the control panel on the arcade cabinet, and then I'm like raising my hands <laughs> above my head. To, like, hold the controls. And I remember the first time I did it, I was, like, not sure how to work the arcade stick because the first game controller I ever held was the the Nintendo one. Right. Which was either a rectangle or, like, a little oval shape. Yeah. And so I remember being so confused by how that worked. It was actually years before I understood how to use an arcade stick. Um, I still don't understand. But I, like, never won as a kid. (laughs) I was absolutely terrible at Street Fighter. So what is this
0: arcade that you were going to where you found it? Because again, we covered, like, I don't Mm -hmm. think I saw it much growing up as a cabinet. It would just be in passing at, like, a pizza shop. You know, how they would have uh two cabinets,
2: like, something like that. Like, it was, I will say this Street Fighter is a very urban thing. Okay. Which we'll get into, but, like, you go to any place where there's, like, a lot of people in one packed area, there would be, like, multiple fighting game machines. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And there would always, it was like a community would form around these machines. Okay. And I remember being always being the littlest kid around all these smoking teenagers like they would stack quarters on the cabinet and i would just lose over and over and over
0: there's a movie here i feel like we're i mean gonna, i think that's gonna, how scripted out yes
2: uh, i think that's how most people start with really? it cuz it's such an alien like intentionally it is like an alien experience to play street fighter for the first time in that time Okay, But why don't we talk real quick about where Street Fighter started? And I think that when we talk about how the game is set up, that will explain, you know, why does this community exist around it? Yeah, Why is it good in these urban areas? Well, and
0: I know maybe we'll circle back to the idea of how the community and playing it in an arcade setting helps with the story too. Yeah, yeah. Because that's probably why it never clicked as much for me because I never experienced it in a true arcade setting or with a community around it. So to me, I didn't get the narrative. I would just come up, play the game once, be like, well, I lost. This is a silly game and leave. So I think part of that background too will help explain maybe the draw, you know, to it. Yeah. The hook, the narrative hook.
2: Mm. So we start with the first Street Fighter, which I believe was 1987, somewhere around there. So a few things to note about what Street Fighter did not do. Okay, so first of all, it was a terrible game. Street Fighter One. Street Fighter One. The people who make who made every Street Fighter after that, they were like, when they looked at Street Fighter One and they're like, we need to make this, but good.
0: How many fighters was like their mission statement. Were around at that time?
2: Uh, more than you might expect. Yeah. So there were actually competitive one-on-one fighting games in arcades and good ones before Street Fighter 1, but they all had a different idea of how it was supposed to work. One of my favorite um, fighting games that was pre-Street Fighter 1 is Karate Champ. That sounds fun. Without disclosing our city, if you go to the closest arcade to us, which I think you know what it is, uh, they have Karate Champ and you can play it. Two player, and it is really cool.
0: Okay, we'll go. You guys play that, and I'll just keep playing Galaga.
2: Or Ski Ball. Or Ski
0: Ball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Karate Champ was basically you had two sticks. And you had to move both sticks at the same
1: time. This is like QWOP? Uh, not
2: like, not quite like that. It was, it was a, mod, so, a lot simpler than
1: this that. This stick controls my left leg, and this one controls my right oh, leg. Not quite that. You had two
0: joysticks. I thought your character had. No, two no, no. Sorry, no, sorry. Like sorry. your nightwing. You, the or player, something. had two sticks.
2: Oh, okay, all right. And um, basically, buttons? every fighting game was trying to sum of how if every game is like two buttons. How do you create all these complex moves with just this amount of, like, room on a panel? So this game was like, let's use two sticks. They can each move in one of eight directions. We'll just make a different move for every single combination of directions. Oh, my God.
0: This is why I hate fighting games.
2: But it's it's actually a lot simpler than it might look. Uh, me and my wife played it recently, and I was very surprised at how quickly she learned it. Really? Like, once I showed her how it worked she could figure the moves out by looking at the instructions on the panel. Huh. We played it for like 3 hours. Oh my god. The last time we went. We had like really long, long sets of matches. And to just give you a sense of, you know, where we've come since then, the story of this game is that you were two karate champions who were trying to uh collect women across the world oh. and every match took place in a different country like from a like very obviously, different right. location, which seems like a theme in Street so, Fighter.
1: No, when you say collect women, is this like the like uh, collecting cards of them, or like not like The Witcher? Not Do you like have the like a
2: digital ball that you capture them? You'll in? you'll see what I mean. So you would fight a like a very sports oriented karate match, right? Okay. And there would you would like fight for points. You get okay. half a point, full point. Like a lot of games were kind of based on the the the. They were like a fantastical version of the sport of fighting. Yeah. Okay. And so when you won, once you won a whole set for that location, the the woman from that location who would always be dressed differently, I think, I think, or they were all in bikinis, I can't remember. And (laughs) she would kiss you, and then you would like you would do this like weird Randy face, like your character was like kind of like tongue in cheek, and um, and then you'd move on. And then you're like, oh, that was weird. And then when you get to the end of the the whole match, right, like of all of these sets that you did with the other player. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they all come back out? Yes. It would show, it would actually tally them up. It would go boop, 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 boop. And it would show their bodies oh. <laughs> lined up. Oh, God. And you would get points for each woman that you I want. will say. Nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm like, sure we'll dig into this more a little later, but- Part of my barrier to entry for fighting games was often sexism. Like, not overtly. I wasn't a child thinking, well, this is clearly oriented towards the male gaze. But it would just be like, I would go up to cabinets and be like, oh, which character do I play?
2: The one woman. The
0: girl. (laughs) And if I didn't like that character, I was like...
2: All right, I guess I'm not yeah. doing this. And that girl always looked the same, but the men were always like wildly different, different yes. shapes. And we'll get to, and like
1: touch on touching on that for Street Fighter for sure, right? Yes, yes
2: we'll definitely talk about that. That's what I figured. Uh, and and I bring this up because maybe you'll see that from a, an early '90s perspective, how Street Fighter was trying a little bit to be progressive with gender roles, mm-hmm. a little little bit.
0: No, I think compared
2: you- to what i just described. Yes. <laughs> I think the, I
0: think that even things that when we look back on we're like, "Wow, that's kind of wrong," yes. still deserve credit for the progress that they did make. And I think there's always room in the conversation oh, yeah. for celebration and critique.
2: And when you see the progress yeah. from Street Fighter 2 to games after it, the the difference is like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's so Street Fighter 1 uh, comes after Karate Champ and Street Fighter 1 had a different solution to how you do like different moves, right? A bunch of buttons. It was two large, almost, like, semi-spherical buttons, and they were pressure-sensitive pads.
0: How pressure-sensitive? Like how effectively they, pressure-sensitive were they?
2: They had three settings. They were light, medium, hard. And you would move the stick to, like, move your character. Moving it up would jump and stuff like that. And you would jump really high. Um, and we'll talk about that a little later, why that's important. But um, you... Would hit these buttons, and the severity of your hit would cause your character to to do either a really fast, like light attack, Like a jab, yeah, like a jab, or like a really strong, fierce, slow attack, mm-hmm. right? And it just came down to how you were, how hard you were hitting the button. And the game also introduced the idea of special moves, but they didn't tell you how to do them. Not only did it not tell you how to do them, the the there was no like real input buffer. I don't know if you guys know what an input buffer is. No. But essentially, in any game, there is a period of time when your character is like neutral, and you should be able to move them and you and like the things that you put in should happen, okay, right so like you're playing um uncharted or something, and you're like climbing, and like while you're climbing, maybe you can't you can't move on the ground because you're not on the ground, but that game is actually designed so that when you're done climbing or hiding behind cover or whatever, some of the things that you were pressing, some of the buttons you were pressing right before you were actually able to make your character do that, still get counted oh, and like to make them happening. do that. Yes, oh,
1: didn't they that's do called that a, buffer. In a Dark Souls or something that was?
2: A lot oh. of people thought that was buffering. We won't get into that, but right. that, that's not actually buffering. But I know I it's like what you're thinking of. Every
0: yeah. episode. We bring up Dark Souls and then immediately are like,
2: we can't talk about Kent. <laughs> not the forbidden game. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just saying, but it was an extremely formative game for video games so was like this Sterling, Sterling, game. Sterling is
2: talking about a bug in the original Dark Souls that for some reason only happened on PS3 and PC. Interesting. Where if you were blocking with a shield and you tried to roll... The game wouldn't remember, or the game would acknowledge just, that you were trying to roll, but it wouldn't do it
1: until you put your shield down. And if
2: you put your shield out, yes, then the game would roll for you. Whoa! It killed me. Um, that is easily mistaken for buffering because you were put in a command before it happened. Um, but that was just a, just bug. a bug. That was okay, not interesting. Yeah. All right. So we're in Street
0: Fighter One. What is, what is the selling point? Like they, they definitely tried to have a plot to it, right? Um, yes, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, the plot of Street Fighter 1 is that you are a young, up-and-coming street fighter. You fight for money in underground fighting circuits, and you go and you fight in different... It's it's kind of a weird thing that almost every game that features a tournament does, but you're in a fighting tournament, but you go to different locations in the world to fight people as part of this tournament,
1: which is a very inefficient way to do a tournament. It
0: is. It's really... So as someone who...
1: Definitely not as good as Enter the Dragon. <laughs>
0: As someone who did, like, I competed in martial arts for a big chunk of my life. And it's interesting because there are definitely tournaments all over the world and you travel. But the major players, like the people who are very serious, are also traveling to all the tournaments. So this is kind of the inverse where... When you travel for a tournament, like, you'll see the same people you see at every tournament. You're like, oh, these are the big names. But you'll also see some local, like, competitors who maybe don't travel to the big things. So traveling is less about finding the big names and being able to test yourself against them And it's mostly about chasing points because that's what you go to as many as you can to get your points. Yeah. But it's also about seeing, oh, here are people who, you know, this isn't their
2: full-time thing and
0: they're still competing and doing some stuff and I see them locally. But this
2: game is... To give context to what you're saying, is it okay to say that Lindsay is a Oh,
0: I did, I did pretty
2: well. Taekwondo master.
0: I'm not a master. But just, but, just but, under So it. you have But I did compete at like a world level yes, for a while. You have competed
2: yeah. internationally in South yeah. Korea. Oh, well, I
0: never went to South Korea.
2: Oh. But in different parts of the you, world. You're
0: lucky when you're when you live in America, most big tournaments like seventy to eighty percent of the
2: big tournaments could happen here. So you were in so you didn't necessarily tra- uh, travel to South Korea, but you were in international Competitions. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like I would there would be nationals and then worlds would happen once a year, but it would luckily happen here.
2: And Lindsay did pretty damn I, well in I worlds. Did.
0: Uh so I think it's interesting to see this and think about someone who I would assume didn't well, and it's probably different too, because my experience with tournaments is two thousands and beyond. Maybe tournaments works differently.
2: In like the 80s and the 90s? I, I would guess that they did not work okay. the way it does in Street Fighter. <laughs> well, that's <true>. that's
1: fair. <laughs> you book your flight ticket. We're going to um, meet on the streets well, right but... over here by uh, my yacht. <laughs> yeah. well, and yeah, we're going to fly.
2: illegal. These I are think... illegal fighting So actually, I,
1: I wanted to ask a question that um, somebody in How Did This Get Made asked? Made or played? Made. How did, oh, what is a Street what Fighter? What is a Street Fighter? <laughs> wait, wait,
2: before we get
0: there. I want to, I want to wrap this up because I think it's so weird that you have to travel to find the good fighters and I think it parallels with like Pokemon.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting to me that this is just
0: what video games do where instead of thinking everyone who's the best will have to meet in one place, which is how the Olympics work too. Mm -hmm. And instead it's like, well, if you want to be the best, you just have to travel travel. and find the good people. And why is that a thing in video games?
2: I think it's because video games are there there is an explicit fantasy to them and yeah. I think that there's like an implicit fantasy and and like with Street Fighter the implicit the explicit fantasy is about traveling the world and seeing different locations and different people but implicit to that is that you are simulating the social interaction with other people and you're not necessarily going up and having a conversation with them in real life but you are learning something about them through playing mm. this fighting game with them right mm. And that's something you get to have because of Street Fighter that maybe you don't. That's true. I mean, in reality, before I ever moved to Japan or did anything outside of like the Caribbean or whatever, Mm -hmm. a lot of my exposure to other cultures was because of Street Fighter. Like we would have people from like Korea and China and stuff come to this place that we (laughs) live to to compete in Street Fighter. Our undisclosed location. Interesting.
0: So Sterling, you brought up the quintessential question.
1: Well, I mean, I, I did a little bit of research for this just so I could try and keep up with Chris throughout this entire episode.
2: About what a street fighter but
1: is. But, like, <laughs> it kept on, like, being like, oh, there's, like, just to say some things, but, like, Shadaloo and evil corporations yes, that would be and evil very businesses. Inducing. And, oh, my father was killed. And, oh, this. And I'm like, Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yes. But, but what, why is it a why, street why, fighter? What is a street
2: fighter? So that's an important question that you bring up. So... In, in the context of, of Street Fighter 1, a Street Fighter is someone who competes in any underground fighting circuit. So the main character, Ryu, who's a Japanese, probably teenager. I love how
0: effectively you say
2: it. You're so authentic. Or we can say Ryu. You can say, you or, or say you know, it. Actually, you know what we should be saying to really put ourselves in America? Okay. When, when Street Fighter, where Street Fighter 1 got popular, was in America, Ryu. Oh my gosh! Do people say it like that? Oh, people still say it like. I that. think you yeah, should. we have say some it-
1: friends that say Genki for Genji, and that's that, that like how that. you <laughs> know someone.
2: I don't know where Genki comes from, but that's how you uh, know Arrested someone's a development.
1: Oh um. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't actually know.
2: Well, that's how you know someone's an old school player if they call him Ryu. Ryu. You're like you're an OG. Sounds like Caillou.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
2: phonetically similar.
0: No, I like I like Ryu, but you say you say it the cool way again.
2: Do yeah. you? Again. Do you?
0: It's, I can't even you. do it. I it sound like Do. Am I right? I was me. Though. This is why we decided not to
2: name our kid <laughs> Du.
0: Because <laughs> I would just consistently say it
2: wrong. <laughs> Everyone would. It would be exhausting for everybody. Yes. I mean, we would you. at some point we would be like, okay, just call him Ryu. It's you. Fine.
0: I would have. I would have not even waited for your permission. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, in that in Street Fighter One, Du is a traveling Street Fighter, which means he makes all of his money by competing in these fighting rings and i think there are two separate things that are going on that you could interpret street fighter 1 as one is this is ryu's career so all of these fights before you get to the last boss of the game sagat these aren't the same tournament these are just ryu going to different locations and just making his money this is his lifestyle and the last part is the actual tournament
0: which makes a lot of sense
2: yeah the other way
0: to look at it he's traveling to train Yes. And then he shows up at the competition. And and
2: that's how I would read
1: Street Fighter 1. So it's actually like an Enter the Dragon type thing where he does go to a place for a tournament at the end. It's not like, oh, the tournament is everywhere. It's the purge. Right.
2: And so the other way you can look at it, which is I I think the way that you pretty much have to take Street Fighter 2, is that this is like a really big competition and everything else is like pools and qualifiers and whatever, and they all feed into the final tournament at the (laughs) end. So the story of Street Fighter 1 is that Dew goes around the world. He fights all these people. And he
0: is, for people like me, who aren't super Street Fighter lit, he's the guy you picture. He's the the white gi. Yeah. He's got his headband. His Red headband. White yeah. headband in white Street headband. Fighter 1. Oh. Ooh, what belt? Is he? Does he have a black belt on yeah. all the time? Yeah, okay.
2: he has a black belt. I mean, that makes sense. It's weird that he has one because I don't think Dew has ever had any formal I training.
1: Thought, I thought he trained under his master. Yes, Well...
2: He had a very like Mr. Miyagi kind of training, like a fantasy type of training where he lived in a forest with an old man and he and Ken studied under this master, Goken, um, for their whole childhood. So, what belt system? If it (laughs) helps,
0: you could just make like. Chris, if you wanted to, you could just open up your own martial arts school and make up your own system and just start handing out belts. Like, I mean, also, that is a thing.
2: Maybe he's a black belt because uh, the 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 you know the old the white story belt got th- so, so dirty. dirty,
1: got covered yeah. in his blood <laughs> and piss. And you know,
2: the more <laughs> we talk about what are you doing to do your you? belt, <laughs> the more we talk about, and the more sense I think that will make as an explanation. Okay, because he has definitely uh, become a homeless person.
1: Oh, also, I um. When I was looking up, I also learned that Dan was Gokin's student as well, but he got
2: booted. I don't think so. I think he was um was he has Dan. a different master. His father is his teacher. Dan is a joke character. Yeah. Okay. That Capcom made in response to SNK making a game that was similar to Street Fighter, but not legally copyright infringement. Oh. So as a joke, Capcom made a character named Dan who looks almost exactly like an SNK character. SNK is a competing fighting game people. They put him in Street Fighter. People. They put him in Street Fighter. They made him the weakest character in the game.
1: He's awful. Made wow. him wear a pink
2: gi. And okay. jokes on Capcom because now Dan is a very popular <laughs> character. <laughs> All right, okay.
1: Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Rue's story. Um,
2: yeah, so at the end of Street Fighter 1, um, the, the the ending in the actual game is that he defeats Sagat and he becomes the new champion of can underground you martial
1: arts. Ch- can you actually choose your character? Do you have to play Ryu in the first one? You have to play as him. Okay.
2: If you play two-player, person who fights just like you but has blonde hair and a red gi will fight you, and his name is Ken.
1: Oh. Because he's
2: American.
1: No, he's half. American. American, <laughs> half Japanese? Yep.
0: Okay, interesting. That's why his name is Ken, I guess. Isn't Ryu just Japanese?
2: Yeah, he's just Japanese. I mean, it Um, checks out. Yeah. There was, like, a period of time where, like, in America they were saying he was half German or something. I don't know. Okay. Or maybe it was in Europe. I don't know. They were trying to sell him, maybe. Interesting. To a European audience. I don't know.
0: So it's really, so then it's single player. Mm -hmm. And if you want it to be two player, you're just basically Ryu versus, like,
2: Barbie's boyfriend view exactly. Okay, but uh, so I guess I should point out though that what's special about Street Fighter One, the intention of what was special about it was that every person that you fought looked very different, had a different silhouette to them. They had a different stage. They had their own music. They had their they were set their move
0: sets pretty distinct too. Yes,
2: they all had unique moves. They were like fighting a boss essentially, okay. like in a different game. You okay. had to learn their patterns. That was not really a thing in fighting games. It might have been somewhere, but not to the extent of Street Fighter One. Okay, so it and definitely really not felt as mainstream like, as Street Fighter One. Yeah, maybe. I would say so. And so it felt like um, your experience in each country was drastically different. Okay, and but the thing is, that's not what made Street Fighter One popular. What made Street Fighter One popular was in America. It happened to reach a large market that wanted to play a competitive one-on-one fighting game. And maybe Karate Champ wasn't there. Or maybe they liked Street Fighter more than Karate Champ. They
0: were all like, Karate Champ is sexist. We need a new game.
2: Street Fighter 1. (laughs) I don't know if Street Fighter 1 is better. I don't think there are any female characters in Street Fighter 1. Chun-Li's two, right? Yes. Yeah, she's in two. Here's the question. Is it better to have women
0: but be very sexist or to not have women at all?
2: That is the quintessential 90s question. (laughs) I feel like that question is going to come up a lot throughout our podcast. Yes. Like, oh, wh- man, representation when you're a beggar yeah. <laughs> looking for whatever you can get. Like that who- was Dalsum for me as a kid. Yeah, you're seeing, fire. Seeing a brown dude. Yes, that makes sense. You're like, I guess <laughs> I used to do the Dalsum dance when I won. I don't My sister even know hated what that. that is. I think. I think she really, you know, I I must have done some damage to our relationship playing as Dalsim. The moment
0: we're done recording this, you're going to have to do the Dalsim dance.
2: I'm going to do it and I have to call up my sister and be like, I'm sorry. We're going to make this the new. I don't TikTok because I'm
0: an old lady, but I'm going to make this, I'm going to make a TikTok. And make this the newest TikTok
2: challenge. And do awesome Dawson's music,
1: but you should use it with Guile's theme because it goes with everything. That's fair. That would be a good point. I like it. Though. <laughs> I like it.
2: Uh, <laughs> Guile's theme goes with everything. Just other Street Fighter scenes, it's like Street we didn't Fighter, get it.
0: But every music is Guile's theme.
2: <laughs> so um, then we get to Street Fighter Two.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So,
2: so uh leading up to Street Fighter Two, Capcom was trying to figure out why was one popular. So. The first thing they thought was it was popular because it was like street fighting. So they made a game called Final Fight, where you play as a mayor. Whose daughter is kidnapped? And you
1: are you a bad enough dude to save the president? Is no, that that's bad dudes. bad dudes. Bad uh, dude. It's in the.
2: It's in the. the I text. should have known. Uh, and you walk from one end of town to the other, picking up lead pipes and beating the shit out of poor people so all the great. way till you get your daughter back.
0: So this isn't a. Huh.
1: This Real is a beat-em-up. fighter.
0: It's just a side scrolling. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Or
1: like the Batman game on this. And, then, that, yes. and that
2: was Street Fighter eighty nine originally. About. There was a Batman right. game. Did they so did they release it yeah. as Street Fighter and then rebrand it afterwards? I think I think it was supposed to be Street Fighter 89 all the way up till release. And then w- maybe it only came out as that in Japan. Okay. I'm not sure. But then they found out that there was like this was a time when the Japanese and American branches of, of development companies, like their interactions were apparently very unclear Minimal. to each other. Yeah. So Capcom of Japan made Final Fight. They thought that's what Americans wanted. And then when you look at it, it is a very American game. It is very like... Is it? It's all about like... The man beating up 90s, poor people. <laughs> 90s gangs being beat up by like th- what Japan thought was a symbol of Americanism, which is a, a burly mayor. Okay. okay. And a dude in white in a white shirt and blue
1: jeans. Okay. So it's kind of like the president in Metal Gear Solid. and <laughs> Yeah, kinda,
2: med- or in, in like no, Metal Wolf you, Chaos.
1: Whatever one Yeah, I'm, I, I'm mixing up the game.
2: Um, and so like, you know, it's all about like brutal fighting. Like if you look at the poster, it is bloody. Okay. Uh, and it is all about preserving democracy. But none of the characters kind of. are the same. Oh, noble. None though. of the characters are the same. And the, the, the mechanics same. aren't the same. The mechanics are not the same. And it's just the mood of the game, I guess. (laughs) Of like living in the margins of like what is like legal fighting, what is okay to fight. I want us
0: to come up with sequel pitches. For games that are just this, as related. Like if you
2: totally <laughs> misunderstand why that game was good. Oh, yeah. Dragon we'll Age 2? We'll
0: have no, to wrap... Oh, gosh. Ugh, <laughs> i mean, knife out of my chest.
1: Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? All right, all right. I <laughs> heard that was good, though. Maybe we'll do I this never as the it.
0: tag. But yeah, that's a good example.
1: Um. All right, so then this... So that didn't... didn't it, it was successful, but not it so was not what people wanted. So Street Fighter so 2, then. Street
2: Fighter 2 comes out. Street Fighter 2 is supposed to be everything that... The, the director thought Street Fighter 1 was about, being an international travel, fighting people from different cultures, like unique graphics and music everywhere you go. And the really, really big thing that Street Fighter 2 did differently, like besides just like, like the difference in quality, the fact that it was all about one-on-one competition between real players. And each player was supposed to pick one of eight characters, which was a unbelievable thing at the time final fight and having three characters who were all a little different like slightly different was already a big deal okay this is like eight characters who are not even remotely similar to each other. And in each a lot character, of ways, In
0: playset, design, they everything. all have different
2: stories, which we'll get to some yes.
1: of. Well, that's the whole reason we're talking about I it today. We're
2: going to put the plot in player versus plot. Uh, everything, was, everything was, your experience was different depending on which character you played. Okay. And um, the way that they set up the plot of this game is that once again, there is a tournament. You are, for whatever reason, traveling to different countries fighting in this tournament. And the finals of this tournament are in Thailand. Your story, no matter who you pick. And the reason it's in Thailand is because that's where Sagat is. Okay. Sagat is the Thai fighter (laughs) from Street Fighter 1. It's Sagat. The Thai fighter. I got it. (laughs) He's the the emperor of Muay Thai. He's this really large...
1: Kind of He's just
2: the emperor of the fighting style. Yes, yeah. that's his title. Oh
0: my god, I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah, you, oh, were, yeah. you
1: were vying for maybe ninth degree black belt. In the yeah, world gotta, of
2: manga, I gotta get back <laughs> my tobacco. <box. laughs> so, uh, you are supposed to think that you are going to fight Sagat again, I guess, and you are moving from your home country all over the world. You're fighting every other character that you can play as first.
0: Right. And each, depending on which character you choose, there's a different explanation for why you're fighting each character.
2: Although it's not shown in the original arcade version, but it's there in like, because a lot of information about games was distributed outside of a game at that time, right? especially for arcade games.
0: Which I think is why it was so important. We talked about our experience with the game and with arcades at the beginning Because, again, I didn't get exposed to that a lot, so I was like, there's a story behind Street Fighter?
2: Well, if you walked into a Japanese arcade at that time, you would see posters on the wall that are supposed to show you things about the characters you wouldn't know about. Um, you would see mag- like there would be racks of magazines and the magazines would have all of this information like Ryu hates spiders or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's Like true. Real, real small things that you can learn about them. And like their overall motivations Which too. must
0: have been so fun to design.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Like that's the dream. And
2: it's a huge design problem to solve too is like mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you put everything about a character into a game with only images and sounds to work with I will say Street Fighter 2 is a really good example of how do you characterize through animation because all of the animation in this game is so exaggerated and so uh, expressive and it shows you how each character feels about what they're doing. Um, Like if you look at – a really good example is Blanca, right? Mm. Like it's this green dude with uh, orange hair and he has like electricity and he's like very animalistic
1: because he uh lived in the jungle for a while. Yeah. That's lived what in happened swam with some electric eels got got electric powers. Oh my god, is that yes. really how
2: it happened? Yeah. yeah. He learn he quote learned it from the eels. He's like Spider-Man <laughs> but of electric eels. There was no real explanation. There's also, no explanation that would satisfy you.
1: His name's Jimmy. Yes. But um, now he goes by Blanca? Well, I mean, yeah, to like
2: by- Oh, uh, yeah, um there is reason to believe that Blanca is what People in South America thought
1: like called him right because okay. so I mean, if <laughs> we're white? just going to like white. quickly okay. summarize, <laughs> but
2: now
0: he's not so. Well, yeah. Wait, what's the word for green?
1: Um, Verde yeah.
0: is that what they call him now? No. They call him... We need
1: to switch no. to that. So, I'm once a
2: Blanca, always a Blanca,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But once, so, just to quickly insert this character right now, okay, yeah. Blanca, um, was. Flying somewhere in a plane, and it crashed in the Amazon in in Brazil. And for some reason... Just like
0: Hatchet, but south.
1: It
2: is like Hatchet.
1: (laughs) And while he crashed there, he survived and lived in the woods and... The locals called him Blanca because he was very white. He was nine years old. And- oh my god,
0: he's nine, and they're just letting him live in the woods. Well, right, no, they're he- like, look
1: at this
2: white kid. Anyway, back to my job. What's <laughs> happening? They-,
1: they let him live in the woods oh up god. until he's a full-grown adult. He
2: was raised by wolves, I think, well, he or kind animals. Of animals. Or
1: eels. He kind of like looked to the animals and started imitating their fighting styles and that's how he learned electric attacks (laughs) and that's how he like learned how to claw things and also he lived in the forest so long he turned green Um, well
2: uh, there is an explanation for why he turned green
1: wait uh, is this based off of the movie the cartoon or the game I still can't get over the
0: the fact that people were like huh that white kid they're like near enough (laughs) to give him (laughs) a
2: nickname but they're like we'll leave him in the woods I suspect they only saw him when he had become more of a monster but then
0: he'd
1: yeah, so they I had to know. see him, like, initially. That's a good point.
2: I don't know. Maybe he didn't become green for a while, but I have I have no answer. So- he became green because he saw all of the plants in the forest camouflaging, mm. and he started rubbing himself with, like, chlorophyll. I don't think. Is that really? This is, okay, before we move on, we have to, like, give the audience some kind of through descri- line of, like, w- what I'm saying when I say something is true about Street Fighter. Okay. Because this is very loose, so... You have the games. The games became more and more communicative about the world that they depicted, but for a long time there you only had a little bit of information to go off of, right? There were official auxiliary like books and like magazines where they would put information about the characters in them so you'd buy the book or the that magazine. Sense, yeah. That were considered canon. There were a lot of them. There were so many that that all had like slightly different explanations that like the internet has kind of like come like synthesized into one thing. Okay. Um, you can find a very, if you Google like Street Fighter 2 plot guide or something on the internet, you can find like an example of a document that tries to show you where it gets all of the information from and like what do these different sources from the 90s say. But those are generally considered to be the closest thing you can find to canon information about these characters. Okay. Then there's the cartoons, the movies, um, like the, the, Expanded comic books. universe. I won't be... If I mention those, I will explicitly call it out. Okay. Otherwise, um, listeners, you can just assume what I'm saying comes either directly from a game or from one of the quote-unquote canon materials that were supposed to support The, the game. primary sources. The primary sources. <laughs> so the Blanca thing, the chlorophyll thing, is from a a canon source from the nineties that Whoa. Kept, one of many things Capcom has never revisited, but it's still I love that. There. It was just,
0: I, I assume it's one of those things where some low ranking guy in the company was put in charge of it and was like, fuck it. He uses chloroform or whatever. And yeah. that got out. And then street fighter gained even more popularity and they revisited it. And they're just like face palming. Like, why did we put Brian in
2: charge of this? <laughs> Damn it, Brian. Brian. Uh, So I want to talk real quick about, before we go any further, what it looks like to play Street Fighter 2, right? So you go into an arcade. You see a Street Fighter 2 cabinet, right? Um, If you're in America, this cabinet probably has two sets of controls on it. Um, The controls are now, like, the joystick and now six buttons. So instead of, like, pressure-sensitive buttons, you just have light, medium, hard punch, light, medium, hard kick start. And
0: that, like the little diagonals next to each other. Okay. Okay. Yes, I yeah. can
2: visualize it. I'm there. I'm there. So, if what
0: what outfit would I be wearing? Am I in like a leather you'd jacket? You'd be
2: wearing probably Am I a in jean an NSYNC jacket. T-shirt. Okay. Jeans jacket. Jean jacket the nineties. I'm there. Um, probably a, a cap of some kind. A cap.
1: <laughs> um, whatever your parents don't want you to wear. Backwards. You kind of look like Terry from Fatal Fury.
2: Yes, you would look just like Terry from
0: Fatal I don't Fury. don't Know what that is?
1: Terry Bogard.
0: Thank you. Still don't... That I don't know the what The guy People in Fury the red...
1: Uh, red uh, he was recently added to Smash Bros. I don't Smash know what do you call
2: this. Sleeveless jacket. Oh,
0: okay. The guy that looks red like head. a JoJo's
2: character yes. almost. I know yes.
0: who that is. That's great. I love that.
2: Yeah. So that's what you would look like. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you would sit down in this cabinet, or you would stand up at this cabinet in America. You put in your quarter if there's nobody else there. Wait, do you sit at it in Japan? Yeah. In Japan, you sit at there almost like all a stool? of these. Yeah, yeah, they
1: had stools, and it's like Got back it. to back. You didn't see each other sometimes. Oh, yeah. Playing
2: in an arcade is luxurious in Japan. Also,
1: this arcade that I would go to in Beijing all the time that Lindsay doesn't believe existed also had the same thing. Yeah. It was really cool.
2: Were there vending machines there where you could buy ice cream? Of course. I, that was the most mysterious thing What is thing happening to me. over there? That's amazing. It's, it's kind of amazing. I don't know, but I think it's a bad idea to sell ice cream next to an arcade, but that's just me. So
0: you can just <laughs> eat your calories and sit and play video games? No, no, no so was, you get it sticky. Get,
2: yeah, get ice cream all over oh. there, which I've never seen be a problem in Japan. Um... In America, it would it be a problem. Yeah. I would be the problem. I would be the it's problem. <laughs> I would be like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to eat ice cream while I play. And that's like <laughs> the combination.
1: It wouldn't put it here if they didn't want me to do it. <laughs> it's
0: part of the authentic experience.
2: I, I did have that once when I went with this uh, girl to an arcade and I, I wondered aloud, like, why do they have ice cream vending machines right next to the, all the cabinets? And she's like, "Cause they're not children, Chris. Not like you." Watch. <laughs> and she bought ice cream and sat at a cabinet and tried to play it while eating the ice cream, and got ice cream all
0: over the oh, cabinet. Oh no! And we had
2: to go get paper towels.
0: Was she embarrassed? Up.
2: No. She just. Something's wrong with, it. with her. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are we? So we're in America seeing this cabinet, not yes. Japan. So
2: you would sit down, if if or stand you would stand up. up. Thank if you. If there were quarters on the cabinet, you would have to wait in line.
0: I do know that. That's a um, that's a rule.
2: Although if there were quarters, probably people were playing with each other. But let's say there's nobody else there. You put in your quarter. You pick a character. It would go straight to the character select screen. I would the pick the one The character select girl. screen is a map of the world on the top, and then it is the eight characters on the bottom that you can pick from. When you hover over each character with your cursor. Um, it would show you on the top what country they're from. And there would be like a little airplane on that country. When you pick your character, it'll say the name of the... Oh, I don't know if it says the name of the character, but um, you'll see the plane leaving their country and going to your first challenge.
1: And it makes the plane sound going... Plew! Yeah,
0: That's so cute. So they definitely kept the idea of world travel in it and really maybe leaned into it even more, where they're like each of these characters represents a place you would have traveled to and the excuse for traveling yes. to the places that's
2: cool and each time and then you go to their stage it would be some, like if you fought Ken, you'd be on a, in a harbor next to a ship in america in america Cause and people cuz he's american american
1: half japanese he's
2: all american he's <laughs> half Jap, half japanese half white All American. I
1: don't know. I guess that's
2: so. Uh, you would see people like betting on you in the background or like cheering you on, and you would fight two rounds or three. And then when you beat them, you would go back to that character select screen. Um, but you're not selecting a character, it's just showing you that now Ken, who you beat, is grayed out. That's cool on the character select screen. It doesn't mean you can't pick him anymore, although you have to keep.
3: You keep playing playing as the same character. But
2: it doesn't mean someone else can't pick him. It just means he's knocked out of the tournament, so you don't have to fight him anymore.
0: So if you are in a two-player situation, does player one pick a character and stick with it, and player two gets stuck playing whoever...
2: No, you pick your character still. So, this is the genius thing about how single player works in Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you beat Ken and you go on to the next country, right? And now you're fighting Dalsim, okay? And um, I
1: put my quarter in.
2: Someone, yeah, Sterling comes up, he puts his quarter in, and he goes and he decides he's gonna pick Zangief, right? And he plays it's you with Zangief.
1: Zangief he's a big, big Russian re- wrestler. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, I know which one he is. So, um, let's say you defeat Sterling, okay? What happens is, is unlikely,
0: but it happens one out of 15 times
2: <laughs> in fighting games. So you go back to your normal mode, mm-hmm. right? And now Zangief is grayed out because when Sterling challenged you as Zangief, the game said, this is, we're just going to go to whatever your match with Zangief would have been. So Zangief traveled to the, and it's always in the country that you were in. So Zangief will travel to the country that you're in, which means a stage, so Dalsim stage, Whoa. and fight you. And get knocked out of the tournament, which means in your single player game you no longer fight Zangief.
0: So, what if someone else comes up and plays you again? And they win? can can they still choose Zangief? Yeah. yeah,
2: they can still choose Zangief. So you
0: might have to fight Zangief twice. So you could if, be if there, a player did it. You could be there trying to just get your way through the and people single can player
2: stop mode, you. and people can just well, be like, "You're fighting Zangief. Here's well, those the are other. just day street fights, well, well, here's not the, the tournament fights. The other element of it." Let's say you really want to see – let's say you're playing as uh, Chun-Li. Yeah. You really want to see her ending, right? Obviously. But people keep challenging you. There's kind of a double-edged sword to this. So let's say someone challenged you as each character from the game. When you beat – if you beat them – the effect of that would be you no longer have to fight any of the selectable characters. You would go on to the four final boss characters. Who are non-playable? They're non-playable in the very first version of Street Fighter Two. Okay. They became playable every version after that.
1: Who okay. is that? Uh, Bison, Vega? Bison, Vega,
2: Sagat, Balrog. That's right. So Bison it, is the guy in the red hat, the dictator-looking guy. By, yes, he's Stalin. Yes, and then in Balrog. or Southeast Asians style it, I guess. And then
1: Balrog is the boxer who's really good at typing.
2: Yes, Sorry. with boxing gloves on from what? the cartoon. He's from the cartoon. Oh, he he,
1: he's for some reason he's like the tech guy but he doesn't take <laughs> his gloves off so he's, he's just like, like typing. Oh
2: what you know, you know what? Good for him. That's adorable. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vega is the the he's, Spanish ninja. Yeah. He's a sexy he's, he's
1: Spanish. He also he hates like anything ugly and he wears a mask to protect his identity but he's off like you he, know he he, and he, wants he also to doesn't want to lose right. He doesn't want to lose, and his ending is like super weird. Wait, doesn't he's just like no oh, one I'm, wants to lose. Well,
2: That's not a character. Vega trait. wants to not lose so bad. He's the only one who fights with a weapon. Yeah, and oh. he will draw blood from you. Well, and he's the if only he hits one. you, with it. Mm-hmm. the
1: only one who he has uses a weapon. He has claws. So, so these are v-
2: these are villains. So there's elements of them that don't exist I with the other characters. I see. Well,
1: I mean, I guess he does. I what mean, is
2: Bison's thing? He has psycho power. Yeah. He has some kind of weird power that exists in everyone that he can steal. It's like soul arts right
1: okay, all right he can and he wants, Ryu's yeah, soul psycho exactly. power
2: exactly,
0: okay, I they feel go like into if that I more had, after like this so it like telekinesis oh yes well he has like i would not need to steal ryu's fighting skills if i could move things with my brain
2: so that comes in a in a prequel game why okay. he wants to steal Is ryu's power yes
0: okay all right so we've got bison we've got vega we've got boxer gloves typer. Balrog.
2: balrog balrog
0: who was the fourth one
2: sagat sagat who's the, sagat? the boss of the first game the emperor of muay thai okay he's the he's he the, great. the height of the screen essentially he's, he's so enormous tall. and he's a bad guy He is a bad guy who became more morally ambiguous after this. Was he a bad guy in the first game? Not really. He's just the boss. He's just the best character.
0: Okay. So he's just pitched as like, he's a bad guy in
2: this one. In this one. So it's it's a little complicated. Does it depend on which character you're playing as? It doesn't because they don't have any specific storylines until alpha that are shown in the game. So the, oh. it's ambiguous what the four grand ma- they call they're called the four grandmasters. It's ambiguous what they represent. Okay. It's even you could even argue maybe Sagat doesn't even work for Bison. Maybe okay. he's just one of the four best fighters, okay. right? But I think the implication is each for their own reason they've decided to work for Bison. So and they're kind of criminal-ish.
0: Is Bison always the final big boss that you fight?
2: Um, only in Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Alpha Three. That's right. Back to Street Fighter Two. Yes, it's always Bison at the end because he's the champion. Okay. And this tournament may or may not be a way to, for him to further his business, Shadow okay. which is like an international crime organization that like sells drugs. They sell drugs. They Love do, that. you know, because remember this is the nineties where drugs are like the big bad guy thing. Yeah. Right. So like. The first thing you would see when Street Fighter turns on is winners don't do drugs, which oh, was like... Oh,
0: that's adorable. Yeah,
2: it was like a it's thing... also true, listeners. <laughs> unless your doctor prescribes them. That's right. Unless they're opiates, then be careful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that PSA, Chris.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, so we were talking about what happens when someone challenges you, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say... Um, Sterling challenges you, and then you you beat everyone who's different characters. So you just skip those characters, right? Now
0: and I'm just I'm just desperate to fight Bison because I am Chun Li exactly, and I have to have my vengeance.
2: So then, um, any challenges after that, like they don't clear any characters for you, but so you could st- just
0: be stuck in purgatory
2: as people try to beat you. Oh yeah. my god! And and all of these matches are supposed to be like actually part of Chun Li's journey from China all uh. the way around the world to Thailand, which is. <laughs> Very roundabout uh, route for her. But importantly, let's say Sterling beat you, right? This like is he a picked, likely scenario. He picked Zangief and he beat you. You're knocked out of the game now. Um, now, Zangief... Is player one, quote unquote. He's still on this, the right side as player two, but um, he now is continuing through the tournament. So
0: he begins his story journey.
2: But Chun-Li and Ken are already knocked out of the tournament for him. So that tournament is still going. As long as someone remains in the game, there is continuity
0: between these
2: experiences. That's
0: so cool. So it is still likely that you could see the ending. Yes. If you just swoop in in, at the end and you beat someone else who's beaten everybody except for... Dangy, Or you could yes. just
1: like watch people play at the arcade.
2: <laughs> you could <laughs> do that. I've watched, oh my God, as a kid, i watched so many people play all the way through because I wanted to see the ending. Okay. Um, so essentially you are fighting for your ability to stay on the cabinet. And you could spend an entire evening in an arcade, never getting to the single player because you're just fighting every challenger that comes up to you. And in America you would see this person cuz they would come next to you and play with you. In Japan, um the more common setup was the head-to-head cabinet. So it would be a single person cabinet facing another single person cabinet. So the backs of them are mm-hmm. touching. So you wouldn't always see the person you were playing against, which was like this big plot point in that in that anime High Score Girl where the kid like gets beat. I've never in Street... It's never like a seen romantic that. comedy about this kid who gets beat by this girl in Street Fighter 2 and they like Fall in, love. Fall in love about games, but she can't talk or something. I don't know. Oh, I was like with well, you up y- until yeah. Yeah. there was. Like, I was a- like, how long is this gonna last? <laughs> but uh, they so-
0: communicated through fighting.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what happens when like you don't. If, if you're in a head-to-head cabinet and someone challenges you, um, you're probably not gonna see that person's face till after the game. But you're gonna see how they play. You're gonna see who do they pick. Who do they identify most with? That's so cool. And that was such a big element in Japan that a lot of uh, tournaments in Japan, you had to be the same character for the entire tournament because that was like it was the idea that you were entering the tournament as that character, yeah. right? In, in America, we didn't really do that. So you you, counter-pick yeah, and you can counter pick. Yeah, you can counter pick. Yeah, that's just seen as part of how the you game. do it. Yeah. Um, and so a big part of the marketing for Street Fighter Two is who's your character in the game. This is in every game now. Yeah. Right? Like. Everything.
0: I will say that's super cool, too, because it's definitely, I think it's definitely a thing where when you're evaluating someone who you're about to spar, who maybe you've seen fight before, or you've sparred them before, there's definitely a feeling that how they fight says something about them. Yeah. Like, because you lean into a certain style and strategy based on your own, like, physical advantages. And then I also think personality can play a role, too. Like, sometimes there'd be the girl where you'd be like... I mean, I can win, but she she's brutal and she's not going to hold anything back where you're like, I just have to be fast and this will hurt and we'll get done. Yeah. Or like someone who's, you know, okay, they're really fast and it's going to be a head game. Like, And that might be someone who plays as Chun-Li yes. right in this
2: game or Vega. Yeah.
0: So I think that's cool that this game kind of effectively mirrors that, it sounds like, where yeah. there's this meta game of, okay this is what I'm reading in my opponent, and this is what I think that says about them. Like, they go for this move at that time, and they choose this character. Exactly. I like the romanticism of never seeing your opponent, too.
2: Yeah, and it it kind of, like... There is a personality to each character. Like you see Zangief, and you are projecting all of his strengths and weaknesses with the other guy. Where Zangief is like his personality expressed through these mechanics is I'm going to walk at you, and you're going to try your best to keep me away. But if I get to you, I'm just going to win. Right. And if you're if that person's Chun Li, she's going to confuse you. She's going to move quickly everywhere around the screen. And if they're Guile. You might hate them because they're going to do everything they can to stop you from ever touching them, right? Or DalSim or okay. something like that, and so people would like develop these prejudices against other players based on who they picked and how they. Which fought. is normal to this. To this. <laughs> it's thing. Like what your main
1: says about you. Oh, I play. Uh, I play. Uh, I play. <coughs> I play, <coughs> play Richter um, in Smash. Oh well, all Richter mains are garbage, don't you know? It's oh, like, like
2: that Caleb City. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like well,
1: everybody's garbage. Well, who do you play then? I play Simon. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly that. And um, and it goes a little bit beyond characters because another amazing thing is that because it's still a game and games uh, will always be changed by players' hands when they get access to the game, the way you play your character is always so different. And, like, if you watch, especially with the more versatile characters like Ryu, um, if you watch two different people play him, you will see two very different styles of do like, in Interesting. motion. Interesting. And so that was a really big part of my, chi- of my childhood was watching how do other people play these different characters right. um, and, and like, how develop, am I different from them?
0: Feel, like, not feelings, but interpretations of those characters kind of linked to how yes. you felt about the people playing them too? Yes. Like you see, oh, more people play Ryu and I like, I like that character. Or, oh, this one guy who's always a douche plays Guile, I don't like Guile. Like, yes, So I think it's interesting how your experience playing the game can be really varied. Like you may hate a certain character because your style like always loses to them. But other players may be like, oh, I love that guy. He's adorable and I always beat him. So I think that feelings you develop about characters, which is so unique to this genre. Yeah. Because like when I played The Last of Us, I walk away probably liking and hating the same characters that most people do. Because it's a very controlled
2: experience. Yes. Yeah. The way you express yourself through Joel Doesn't affect how other people perceive Joel.
0: Right, right. And like no one is changing how I interact with all the other characters. I'm always going to be like, yeah, Ellie's cool. I want to protect her because I'm seeing the same information that other people are.
2: There's no performance element of it. And that's a really amazing thing about competitive games as art is that they are designed to be performed. Like Mm -hmm. they don't. They essentially don't exist. And this is arguably true of all video games, but especially for these kinds where the text doesn't really exist until it comes through another filter, which is the player.
0: Yeah. So do we want to get into like the main plot, the story beats of Street Fighter 2?
2: Yeah. So first of all, I should probably say what what is happening when someone challenges you. So Street Fighter 2 is designed so that every single battle that you fight, including with another player is supposed to be explainable within the structure of the game's plot, which is why it was very popular for, for fighting games to feature characters who have a motivation to fight somebody but not necessarily kill them. Mm-hmm. Because that explains, well, why would these characters fight? To spar. Why right. would they fight to learn about each other? Right. right? Why do they keep coming back? <laughs> a, thing, a thing that I has always bothered me about, I mean, maybe this makes me a curmudgeon, has always bothered me about um, Mortal Kombat, which... Is that you 're always brutally murdering them at the yeah. end, even your like people that you like, yeah, um that
0: would be a mood killer. I yeah. would not want to go to that tournament,
2: and it's interesting, yeah and it's <laughs> interesting that uh the way the fighting game genre has evolved to like like encompass stories beyond just a tournament or people sparring with each other we've kind of had to make that concession to be able to tell these different stories, like we have to make. The concession that in Samurai Showdown, these samurai are definitely going to kill each other. Yeah. And we still want to make a game about that. And the player has to accept that like essentially every playthrough of the game is a different hypothetical reality that you are experiencing.
0: Yes. And I also think too, the interesting thing about Street Fighter is that the story is mostly the same no matter what. And it always works. The story is the same whether you're playing single player or versus another Exactly. Human. Whereas when I think of, again, I played like X-Men Next Dimension or a little bit of what's Injustice. They have a fighting. That's, yeah. Okay. It it's very based on the Mortal comic Kombat. books. Yeah. yeah. And when you play that, when you're playing single player mode and going through the story, it's a whole different game mm-hmm. than when you're playing multiplayer. Multiplayer is just like, yeah, you know, use the characters and have fun and fight each other. Like you're playing with your action figures. Whereas yeah. story mode is, okay, this is the story. Street Fighter seems to.
2: Street Fighter 2 is, if you look at something like Injustice, where the single player is, this is the story if your character were the one who succeeded.
0: Well, I know. And some, I don't know, I didn't play a ton of Injustice, but X-Men, Next dimension you'd have to play as different characters. Oh, yeah. Some games do it that single way, Single player,
2: too. Soul Calibur, um, the newest one, does that where okay. if you, they have like a story mode that's like, this is the canon story. And you will play, you will always play as the person who is supposed to win. Yeah. In this fight. Yes. right? So it sounds like that's what Injustice does. I think
1: Soul I think. Calibur 2, I'm sorry, I'm getting away off topic. But, but what about Soul Calibur 2? Soul Calibur 2 did something similar where each character has their own story and so it's like however many characters were in that game like that many stories and you just kind of go through and you come across everybody else and you come across them multiple times and then at the end of it you arrive at
2: do a they conclusion. all do they all arrive at the same conclusion? No,
1: cuz like oh, Nightmare has his own conclusion it. which is separate from Kilik. So X-Men, that's the, the Next alpha dimension
0: I'm pretty sure is okay Stage one, you're going to play as Jean Grey versus Magneto. Like, you would choose your side, essentially, maybe. Yeah. Or you would even, maybe they make you play as the X-Men. But you're basically, each level, no matter, like, you're not choosing. You just have to play, you know, you play the, one the who's Cyclops supposed to win. level. You play yeah. the, yes. So, it's you're, you're playing out the narrative. But, yes, they yeah. auto-assign you. Okay, story structure-wise, this character wins. Play exactly.
2: Them. So, that's one way they do it. Street Fighter 2 takes the path where it's like, there is no set story other than the fact that they all want to win. Each ending you get is what would have happened if that character won. Which is cool. Um, And a thing that is leaned hardest on by Street Fighter 2, after that, they were like, well, how do you tell more of a story if all of this is up in the air? And the answer they arrived at is Street Fighter has to be character focused. So even if certain battles could not happen and what we establish as the canon storyline, the things you learn about that character are still true. Still matter. Exactly. So it's it's a lot, like fighting games in general have to embrace the idea of games as being a hypothetical thread that you can follow and as something where you really cannot stress too much about an authoritative voice on what is really happening.
0: So then is Street Fighter 1 canon and Street Fighter 2? Does it you is. go through a tournament and beat, the Emperor of Muay Thai. Yes. yes, that
2: is canon because only Ryu can win. <laughs> um, and actually, they did. Ch- they even retcon that a little bit. Are so, Ryu and
0: Ken friends?
2: Yes, Ryu and Ken are rivals. Um, they are best friends frenemies. and rivals. They're frenemies. Yes, and they grew up under the same master. So Ryu was basically an orphan raised by Gouken, who is this, who is a former assassin who knows this this fighting style that is designed to kill people like very efficiently. And that, he got Ryu. Is
1: that the Fist of Destiny? or The, the
2: Fist, uh, Assassin's Fist. Oh, Let's Assassin's talk about fist what a Hadouken is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, we should probably mention that, like, all of these characters are very, like, larger than life versions of, of caricatures of real fighting styles. Yeah. And they include things that you would have seen in manga and, like, movies. Um, like, wuxia movies and, like, martial arts movies. Like, have you guys ever seen any Shaw Brothers movies?
1: Uh, I think one or two with you.
2: So do you remember how, like, the characters would, like, jump on a – you wouldn't see the trampoline, but they would jump on a trampoline and, like, flip towards the screen like Power yeah. Rangers? Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah.
2: So that was a thing from, like, the 60s and 70s, and it comes through in Street Fighter. Because, so that's why
0: they're jumping up so high.
2: Yeah, you jump really high because high jumps are, like, a staple of, of martial arts style. Cinema. Exactly. That's cool. And appropriately, in Street Fighter Two. Uh, Jumps are how you get, like, 100% combos and stuff like that. Interesting. Like, instant kill attacks and things like that um, often come off of a a jumping
0: attack. then does everyone do more,
2: like – like, none of the main characters
0: are based around very grounded martial arts. No one's
2: out there doing judo or jiu-jitsu. Some of them are. Ryu is definitely supposed to feel like a karate dude, but with the animation available at the time, they had to, like – really go for expression over over what you were doing, over, like, being true to real martial Which arts. Is totally fair, yeah. Yeah, and as, as a said, series, Karate's not
0: known for its jumps.
2: <laughs> right. And as the series developed, like, they did try to, like, make them look more like real martial arts. Like, well, Chun-Li looked, tries to do, like, Wing Chun style. Yeah, we looked of. at
0: one point at, like, the sprites- and yeah. all of the sprites for Street Fighter and how it kind of changes as they go on. And Chun-Li's sprites and her animations are... Her fighting style has just totally
2: changed stellar. over the years. yes. Yeah. Yes, Chun-Li is probably the best animated character yes. in any fighting well, game. Well, because I would say in Street Fighter 2, she does her kicks, mm-hmm. which is
0: very Taekwondo. It's just, all right, we're going to stand here, we're going to do a lot of kicks, we're going to do a lot of round kicks, and it's going to be great. And later, she's just full on like Wushu or like... Yeah. She's just f- spinning around and floating around and living her best life, and then the kicks are there because they're iconic and not because they actually
2: have anything to do with her yeah. newest fighting style. And she, I mean, well, they do. It they do have something to do with like her design, I guess, mm-hmm. like right, her being strong a legs.
1: Self-taught detective.
2: Yeah, and her strongest attacks are always her her kick, for example, because she's thick. Because she's thick. She does. Thick. She does seven thousand squats a day.
0: Is that is that true? <laughs> canon. That's way better than One Punch Man. That's as
2: canon as uh, Blanca, uh,
1: Blanca putting isn't... chlorophyll
2: on how, his arm. How oh,
1: long okay. would it
0: take to do seven thousand squats?
1: Depends on how fast you doing. Is she doing,
0: doing body squats? Or you don't she, even see
2: her doing them. That's how fast.
1: Does they she
0: have are. weights? I have so
2: many. She punches. just tells people she did them, and, and she's like, oh, "Look, I just did another squat."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing like the Muhammad uh, Ali. <laughs> man, I thought the One Punch Man workout was rough. But that's what
2: I just said. I know. Yeah, that's like the dude from a uh, Hunter X Hunter. Where he just throws a, a thousand pun- or ten thousand. Oh, punches Oh yeah, at Chairman
1: NATO and yeah, or what's his name? Nitaro, the chairman Nitaro?
0: Ten thousand is better than seven thousand. Yeah. If I do ten thousand squats a day.
2: Well, that's when a Buddha actually becomes like your stand. That's and yeah. yes
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that, but with squats and kicks
2: instead <laughs> of punches.
1: So what do you get instead of that? Instead of a Buddha.
0: Still Buddha. Yeah, I don't know why you think it's not Buddha.
1: Well, Buddha has the arms. Like he only has two legs.
2: That's all he needs. So, um, a question I have for you guys is what are, and, and I just want to talk about this now cause it's most relevant to the idea of structure when you play a competitive game now, right? Like let's say you play like, like smash online, uh, smash online or overwatch, overwatch or like counter-strike or something like that. Any online game. Um, do you feel like the game has cues to show you what it means when you're playing a competitive match? Or do you, is that like something you relate to the genre? What do you like mean? How do you? How do you? Par- so when I play Counter Strike, I know what story is happening because the game is putting me on one of two sides, mm-hmm. like counter terrorists or terrorists. Okay. I don't know who these people are, but I know that the basic plot is always terrorists are trying to blow something up or kit or like kidnap these hostages or whatever, and the counter terrorists are trying to save them. So
0: you're ta- Are you focusing on? How modern games set up story structure for PvP settings? Yeah,
2: essentially. How do they set up hypothetical story structures? So
0: I'm, I'll i take the Blizzard corner here, because most of my PvP experience yeah. is Blizzard games. I think StarCraft is easy, because it's yeah. like... Okay, you pick one of these factions. You know these factions don't like each other. You just want to get the most resources and get them out of this area.
2: And you know that in the in the world of StarCraft, there are there have been countless battles between these three factions.
0: Yeah. And I mean StarCraft single player has I love I love that story. Uh-huh. which will probably hit someday. But and then you know you come to something like like wow. And again, the world because you're not playing specific characters really like you yeah. are cuz you've created your character but in StarCraft and WoW you're not creating a blizzard designed unique character you're playing a faction yeah. in StarCraft
2: and in, you're and in playing... PvP you're like uh, you're like a foot soldier of either the alliance or the horde kind yes. of Yes
0: so there's clear things and it's also in a world where you can come back from dead anyway so and sometimes you're on a pvp server so anytime you see an enemy you can fight or sometimes you're on a not pvp like a friendly server and then you could be like i'm going to this pvp battlefield like it's very clear why and then i think that brings us to overwatch which i know chris has brought up before because you do not like the explanation overwatch gives right
2: I I don't like that it it doesn't really give any explanation, <laughs> I guess.
1: Well, I mean it does a little bit. It's just it's kind of nonsensical in the situation where mm. the exposition is happening.
2: But but it's kind of fluid, right? Well, because very, a lot of elements of what you see in in an Overwatch match are real things like about the world, right? Yes. right? So like,
1: so
0: you're playing you go
1: ahead. So Tom. what happens in Overwatch is like if you're on Kings Row or something you you are trying to take control of an uh, uh, electromagnetic pulse EMP type of like bomb to kill all the Omnic robot people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're the attackers, that's what you're trying to do. If you're the defenders, you're trying to stop that. You're like, Okay, that sounds good. But because of the way Overwatch is, you can choose any character you want. So mm-hmm. you could have like the good guys and the bad guys working together trying to defend or You could be a- the Buddhist
2: Omnic trying to take the bomb into London. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to kill yeah, yeah. all the Omnics. Like, right? So that, that right. doesn't make any sense. But
2: like, like even as a hypothetical it doesn't right. fit.
1: Right. But what you do get is that choosing characters and having them in the starting in the spawn room at before mm. the game begins, you'll get access to dialogue. So it'll be like, oh, Widowmaker, the like assassin that was used to be part of Overwatch and has been converted into a killer and has been brainwashed after they I killed their like husband. We're getting
0: Widowmaker's backstory but instead like, of an
1: example of like a dialogue. She'll no. she'll have some sort of dialogue option with Tracer, Tracer, mm. or. You know, well, a different the, character. The one, the
2: one that comes to my mind immediately is, um, uh, I think, is it Mercy that tells Reinhardt, like, there was a reason Overwatch doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. And she tells Gen... Or, or the Russian lady... I know lady, all of
0: the Mercy lines.
2: I think the Russian lady tells Genji... Zarya
0: like, does how, not like Omnics. So yeah, she, she's like, how can she trust Anytime she works you? with an Omnic, she's kind of like, no thanks, man.
1: But not to get, like, too into Overwatch, because we're on the Street Fire one, but, uh-huh. like, what they do is to... um just give you the story through that, and then the yeah. rest of the game is just like, whatever, it's fun fighting,
2: but there is a common thread there because in if if Mercy meets Genji, even if canonically okay, well, first she of all should, they're in love, she should never meet him. she well, they would, but theoretically, let's say that she made, never she saved
0: to. him and made him meet Genji,
2: oh, okay, well, then let's pick a different That's one a terrible Z- <laughs> Zarya and Genji.
1: Is like Zarya. Like yeah, they might not. How about not. But, Zarya, but they have
2: like lines with each other. Yes. And So you know that whatever Zarya says to Genji, regardless of what it would, whatever would happen, the intent is that you learn something about Zarya's character that is true. Yes. Right. It's definitely,
0: it. it, it uses it for you to learn something about the world through the environment and learn something about the characters through their dialogue. But like mm-hmm. all
1: the real story is introduced through... Either seasonal events or cinematics, which are oh dropped God. twice so, a year, and so things so that are kind of meta them. to the
2: game because yes. there are things that exist as like the experience of the community interacting with the game, right? Yes. So
1: it's kind of like uh, what Street like Fighter seems to have done with right? those magazines. It's yeah, just it's a that different
2: format for that.
1: It's just that we have the internet and they release it to the internet, so you can just be like, oh, there it is, okay. like the two dragons, anim- or that's short. my
2: digital arcade. So when you so that, that was like a thing that they started doing after Street Fighter 2 where they were like, we need to figure out how to put more narrative into this game because our biggest competitor, SNK, they're taking all this inspiration from anime and they're like having these arcs for these characters. What and were they, they making? Rivalries. They made uh, King of Fighters. Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown. I don't know any of these. Oh, Terry Bogart. They're really something. cool. They're very like narrative oriented. Yeah, we did cover that earlier. They, okay. They really focused on stories, and people really liked that. Okay. Um, because it meant that even if you couldn't compete with other people, there was like.
0: So is this when Capcom starts adding in some of those narrative elements I associate with Street Fighter two? To like now.
2: That, that's when they made the Alpha series, which was very anime. Yeah, they take place between Street Fighter one. I do 1 really and 2. like the art in the Alpha yeah. series. And they're because they're supposed to be more comic book style, and they are all about like Street Fighter Two gives you a, a very like simple reason why does every character fight? Why do they street fight? What's their motivation? Yeah, some of them are very simple, some of them are more complex. Alpha is like every character needs to have some like deep reason why Angsty they're fighting. Anime
0: backstory, yeah,
2: and it, they did a fantastic job with it because every like the, the characters aren't like my story is why do I like cooking but I'm in a fighting game. It's what is what are, like, 15 different reasons why someone would want to fight and how they would get into fighting. And we're going to build a different story arc around that person's reason for fighting.
0: So that's Alpha. Does Street Fighter Two remain, like, the go-to competitive fighting um, game of the series?
2: Street, the last arcade version of Street Fighter 2, which is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, one of the greatest games ever made. Okay. Um, that lasted in competitive circuits for a really long time, okay. but it's not in any major world tournaments anymore.
1: You can go is to Japan. It, is it and, 5 now?
2: Um, 5. I think 4 still shows up in majors. I'm not totally sure. Okay. I kind of lost you interest in Street Fighter. Five, oh, okay. That.
0: So after, like, 2 is where you really could kick ass.
2: Two and unfortunately four. One of the reasons (laughs) I don't like four so much is because I played it competitively a lot. Okay. In Japan too, right? Also in Japan. Yeah. I think, well, saying you played street fighter competitively is
0: cool. Saying you played Street Fighter competitively in Japan is bonkers cool.
2: It might sound that way. I feel like it's easier to play it competitively in Japan because there's arcades everywhere. Oh, okay. But you have to All like right. travel here. I think
0: you would have more competition there.
2: Um, but you know the guy you know who is really good? The guy that I uh, bring up sometimes, who I talk to about the contents of our podcast, yes, Eric and I, Tarnish. Yeah. Uh, he is, I, I would call him a world class. Really? He is like, I think of him as like the duo of my real life friends, because at some point, okay. Whoa. It, are I'm you offended. saying it would be you?
0: Who's the I'm whoever wins in a fighting competition. If you're real, anyone life can win in
2: street fighter. Well, then Cast, street fighter can't be the Dan. real world. You're definitely not Dan. Thank you. Um, I guess I want to be Chun-Li. Yeah. Don't you want to, yeah. oh, you never want to be mind. Chun-Li? never mind. Never mind. She's the strongest woman <laughs> in the world, which we need to talk about that we'll real quick. That, yeah. <laughs> about why that's loaded. <laughs> All um, right, he can be, he can be real then. Okay. Yeah. But like, it, wait, this is where you? personalities come into play, right? e Honda, me. I played a lot of e Honda. The character I identify most Earth with is his, you. We'll talk about e Honda. He's a sumo wrestler. Okay, wait. So are you also Ryu? There are two. I reasons. identify most with Ryu. Who's Sterling? I win most with I Honda.
1: e Honda <laughs> because is... he's a dumb character. <laughs> but in the but in his... the cartoon, e Honda is like the tech guy. Yeah. Which, um, but I mean, he didn't wear. He, changed, yeah. he didn't change his outfit. He was still wearing his sumo, a sumo outfit. outfit. Wait, I thought
0: the boxer guy was the tech guy. No, He's no, the no, villain's no. tech guy. Yeah. Oh my god, who are so they're also? A, Street Fighter? my god,
1: they're
2: also rivals too in yeah. the movie. It's, this is beautiful. That's that's amazing. I didn't even put that together.
1: Oh Wow, this 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 series is even more deep than I thought.
2: Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I have, I I have imprinted that on other people, like these, like the motivations of these characters and. Okay. No, he's like one of those people that I, any thoughts I have on Street Fighter, I have to credit to him because okay. he traveled the world playing it competitively. He would beat me nine times out of 10. I like, there's a
0: whole world above me in Street Fighter and I'm just the bottom
2: of the Well, normal. you know, if you want to see it in, uh, here, go to the basement of Donatus. <laughs> That's where we've come now. <laughs> Um, So why don't we talk about the characters in Street Fighter 2? Because we're dancing around it. It's true. We talked about Blanca. Um, Lindsay, do you have a character? I I wonder who it could be. I'll
0: let the listeners take a minute to guess. (laughs) It is obviously Chun-Li. Because like I said, she's the only girl. So whenever I looked at Street Fighter, I would be like, I guess I'm going to play the girl character. It feels like. The game has assigned me a character, and it is yeah. this,
2: this woman. I mean, to this day. Like, I am an adult who is... Now, did you... When you were a kid and you picked mm-hmm. Chun-Li for the first time, mm-hmm. is it because she appealed to you aesthetically because of her design, or did you feel like, I'm a girl, I need to pick Chun-Li? It's that. It's the second one. I mean, I she her design doesn't... You really appeal- are a rule follower. I,
1: I, I, would, I would choose Chun-Li because of those thick thighs. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm. Well, I like... <laughs> playing as strong women. Okay. Like that's my ideal character to get to play as is a strong woman. I think we talk like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is such a classic discussion on the internet is that all video games exist to serve like a power fantasy. And that's true. Like you play a video game to have a fantastical experience where you're like, oh, this is my best version of me sometimes. You have
2: have agency in a situation you may not normally get to have.
0: Yes. So it's always easier, especially as a kid, for me to pick up a game and say, okay, which one could be the ideal version of me? The
2: one girl. Mm-hmm. Like, so you that really makes look at it sense. as your, your avatar.
0: Yes. And I think, I mean, that's true. Anytime there's a game where there are a lot of options with personality types, it's because they want you to identify with an aspect of that personality to say, oh, this guy's so cool. I want to be cool too. Or like, this guy's goofy. I want to be goofy. But when there's one girl character and her personality trait is she is a girl, like she doesn't have a real defining shtick Are they Like, you know, she's driven.
2: Well, in two, she does have a little bit of a shtick. It's just a weird one.
1: <laughs> yes. I was just wondering, because I, I, uh, we'll get there. I'll ask the question later.
2: Well, so okay. Chun-Li's shtick in Street Fighter 2 is that she is the strongest woman in the world. And somehow... Now, what does that mean? <laughs> When the only female fighter is the strongest woman in the world. Yes.
0: It's problematic because it's like, oh, you have to be the strongest female to even be allowed in. Yeah. This is a tournament of the best fighters... And one woman
2: who was yeah. maybe the best woman. Now, Street Fighter Two did eventually add another female character is who that, is not the strongest woman in the world. Cammy, thing. Cammy, who's Cammy?
1: She's like an assassin that was programmed by. Yeah. Uh, what if you told
2: me what she wore? She, is she wore a uh, leotard. Yeah, yeah green, yeah. green leotard and like long legs and a beret. Yeah. Yeah. She's the blonde. So
1: blonde pigtails.
2: They, they made progress one along one track oh, yeah. where they're like, you don't have to be the strongest woman in the world to compete. They made less progress along the other track, which is that the women would be at all different looking from each other and not, like, have the same silhouette, essentially. Yes. Compared to, say, comparing E. Honda versus Dalsim.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I picked Chun-Li because she was the lady. And, I like, her outfit's cool. Like, to this day, I like her design the best. Of all the Street Fighter characters that I've seen. What do you like about her design? Um... Her little buns are adorable.
1: Dem thighs.
0: And I like that she wears like a little like a cheap haul, right? Yeah. I think that's so, what that's called. Something like that, yeah. And has some kick-ass boots on. She's got like a cute dress on and her buns, and her boots are like Wonder Woman boots. Like
2: she so has So there's like a there's like a national pride plus practicality function to it.
0: Yeah, and just like pretty plus badass. It's like it like merges both. Where I'm like, like every year she's on my top five list for a Halloween costume. Because I'm like, that's just
2: like a cool outfit. And she's got the spiked bracelets for some reason. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. And which when it leans into the anime design too, like the way they really up the yeah. size on those and like play with You're her proportions. You're just Vega. That <laughs> is true. I, I really, I, I, think I like I would
2: like her Street Fighter 3. Oh, that's the one that you saw with the really well animated sprites. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, I like I like that about Chun-Li. She I mean, what, even now when I think about the game, I like in my mind she's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. I forget that
2: Ryu is cuz Ryu is boring to well, me. Well, in the in the greater Street Fighter canon, they do play up Ryu as like the protagonist cuz he embodies the core element of mm-hmm. the, the game. But in Street Fighter 2 specifically, I would argue that there is no real protagonist and I think they tried to de-emphasize that yeah. um in 2 because Uh, They really want you to feel like whichever one you picked could be the real one.
1: I I think that some of the characters had more story than the others. So I think like Guile and um, Uh Chun-Li had a lot of story to theirs, whereas uh, Vega, if he wins, is like three lines and he's like, ha everything's pretty.
0: Yes, I think. So Chun-Li's motivation is she's an agent of Interpol, so she's pretty cool. So and she's from China, but. Living in America, I think like
1: San Francisco, maybe
0: that would okay. That makes sense. And she's an agent of Interpol whose father was killed by Bison. And it's not—I don't, I don't think it's clear whether she's joined Interpol specifically to pursue this, or if she's just like I joined Interpol, but I have this vendetta also.
1: I always interpreted it that she did join to pursue this because of a choice I think you so. get. Well,
0: that's true. So
2: she, oh yeah, I forgot about that.
0: She goes through and fights, and she's just trying to avenge her father. Like that's that's it. But I think that's super cool. Like that's an easy end. Also, she's a super cool Interpool detective for some reason. And, and when you
2: defeat Bison,
0: yes, you. Well, the first ending that where you don't get a choice, she's just like, I did it. I'm going back to being a regular girl a now. Young Simply single
1: young single girl yes. is what it says.
2: <laughs> Which is just a whole heap of. Issues. And that picture they show you, she's pearls, tossing her,
1: uh, her yeah, she's, fighting clothes in the and back, and she's like
2: wearing like a halter top. She's now
1: and her hair's down, no longer in the fighting buns. I do
0: want to make a, the here's a little weird tangent aside. It is weirdly similar to like what we gather of the original Mulan myth, where Mulan like assumes traditional male like roles and traits to go serve in the army to protect her father and then fights, becomes a war hero and decide in the end, she's like, okay, I put away my war Oh, oh my God. You're right. Yeah.
1: Because, so it's actually pretty empowering.
0: No. Well, no, the traditional way to interpret that myth, which we kind of get away from because the Disney movie is so awesome is that it was okay for her to transcend gender norms because of familial piety But once she had done the things she needed to do for her father, she was a good citizen and a good woman because she went back to her female gender roles. And Chun-Li has a very similar arc where she takes on, literally, she's the only woman fighting amongst men. And then at the end, when she meets her goal of doing something for her father, not just any family member, but her like male family member... Then she's like, cool, now I can go back to being a girl Yeah, you know, this is why I'm glad we do this podcast, (laughs) because I I
2: never connected those things. But you're right. Well,
0: I think it's extra interesting, too, because Mulan is like the classic Chinese myth that especially people not in China are like, yeah, I know that one Chinese
1: story, Mulan. Well, I mean... Later games ended up giving you a choice if once you got to the end as, yes. as Chun-Li. I
2: think she's the only character yeah, gets Yeah, she
1: that. is the only one that gets this choice. because they which it
2: was so bad. <laughs> is
1: why I think it's empowering because you get to choose whether you want to continue being a cool detective or go back to being a single young girl and- Detectives can't be single. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, I don't, I don't think that is empowering because if anything, it makes it more clear that you cannot be an you empowered be detective yeah. and a single young girl. Well, I'm
1: saying that maybe she didn't really want to be a detective and what she was doing was avenging her father and... And after all of this, she's like, you know what? I didn't like being a detective. I'm going to go back and so, do something so else. So the game is Whereas, asking
2: what ch- what changed about her. Yeah. No,
0: no. I Like, that's fine and that's great. And that is, again, totally fine for women to want to choose to be very feminine. I certainly like to be adorable and girly. But that still says that there is, that she only became a good fighter and only became the it's strongest like in the world. It's like a false dichotomy. Yes. Because she was, it still assumes a masculine and a feminine. And she has to choose either, even if she didn't
2: want to do the masculine, it still assumes this like split between. Right, right. All right,
1: you convinced me. Okay.
2: And, and I wanna note the, the reason why we know she's the strongest woman in the world is because of her win quote. <laughs> she, I, I, put, I wrote down two sample win quotes here. The first one is, I am the strongest woman in the world. The second is, all of you should kneel before me. Whoa. I Which like about that one. kinda I feel like a care like all a lot of the quotes were really mean, like meaner than the characters might actually be. Right. Um Well,
1: their adrenaline's pumping. It's all right. Yeah. Like they just got <laughs> she's out of the fight. just like she
2: just put Ryu down. She's like, Oh. <laughs> and um I, I feel like it, it implies a subtext to her motivation where there's a chip on her shoulder. Okay. And she's like, I'm the only woman here, but all of you should kneel before me because I'm still gonna beat all of you. I like that. I
0: always read I'm the strongest woman in the world as a victory quote, as just trying to like smooth things over with the guys who just lost to her. Like you did lose to a girl,
2: but you lost to the, the strongest, strongest girl. <laughs> That's like when you lose a tournament and then the the person who beats you wins, wins. And then you're like, I did okay.
0: Yeah.
3: It's
2: like <laughs> a, you're like you're <laughs> out in the
1: first round, but it was to the, the yes. ultimate winner. And so
2: now in your head you technically took second place. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I wanted to bring up a real quick bit of developer intent here because I think it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the guy who directed Street Fighter 2 or one of the lead designers, he was a very eccentric guy, like really eccentric in ways that may not be tolerated today. Great. (laughs) Um, you should look, I think it's, I think Polygon has like a written history or oral history of Street Fighter 2 really fascinating about like how different gun. the people who made it were from each other Okay. and two i don't know if it was a, one of the lead artists or two actually had a lot like some like big big women who would later go on to become like superstars after this game
0: okay
2: um like yoko shimomura one of the the greatest composers in all of video games what does she compose Kyle Kyle street fighter 2 oh all right. yes. well
0: i mean yeah that one goes very
2: okay. <laughs> Um, It goes with everything. (laughs) I don't think it was her, but one of the other female uh, designers um, was working on this game. And the direct, I believe it was the director. I can't remember if it was the director or the lead designer. But he he said that Chun-Li should have a shorter life bar because she's a woman. And women are frailer than men. And there was this whole debate about that in the development team. And obviously... You know, if you're a woman, you're like, fuck that, right? Like, that sucks. But what I thought was interesting was that she tried to make a, a – a, she tried to argue on his terms about why she shouldn't. And her argument was, I think Chun-Li should have the longest life bar in the game because women live longer than men. It's true. And it's interesting that this fight occurred about something that the conversation is not explicitly about, which is – are women stronger or weaker than men or whatever, mm-hmm. but about like, can I kind of sort of prove that they're weaker than men or stronger than yeah. men? Um, and she said in this interview that when the actual like project lead said, no, we're just going to make them all the same. he she said, I think that was a victory for women. Yes. And that could have come so close to being this like really Gosh. weird.
0: So I will Element say- of it. I mean, taking on, like, if you take just an average female who hasn't trained for anything and, like, the average male who hasn't trained for anything, he'll probably, he'll have an advantage. Like, especially if they fight Zangief. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, if they're fighting each other, like, he'll have an advantage. And it, part of me is like, well, that would be cool for men to see that sometimes women have these inherent disadvantages and have to be so good they overcome them. But, that would have been also very sexist and terrible it's like i don't
1: need another disadvantage added right
0: and then no one would pick her like mm. like from a practical standpoint no one would pick her yeah and then like there's also this idea that oh women are just less good <laughs> like mm-hmm. because if you are a fighter then you're hopefully able to take a hit
2: and also this this is like a Wuxia style fantasy where like people are basically flying and yes. like we're using comic book rules where, you know, it is possible for a lithe, 150-pound <laughs> woman to defeat this 500-pound sumo yes. wrestler. It's so, possible like, for someone to shoot a fireball out of their hands. Yeah. We still have not explained to me what a Hadouken so, is. Oh, yeah. A Hadouken is a uh, key energy. It's basically the same thing that the characters in Dragon Ball Z do when they the shoot ki blasts at each other. It's your energy that you are focusing so hard that you make a tangible uh, manifestation, manifestation of it. That and you he's throw the only
0: somebody. one who's figured it out. No. Ken. He and Ken. Who all can do it? Uh,
1: uh,
2: Chun-Li can eventually do it, too.
1: And also... But not
0: in 2. And uh, Dalsim. Dalsim and who all
2: can do it in Street Fighter 2?
1: Dalsim can do Yoga Fire, the Hadoken bros. Yeah.
2: In the third version of 2 and only... Can Akuma can, do anything? Yeah. I Akuma mean, has the same moves as Ryu and Ken, pretty right, much. Right. Uh, uh, Guile has Sonic Boom. Right. In 2? Yeah. yeah. So, like, everyone's doing it. Yeah, like, half the cast. What's oh, his tiger okay.
1: attack? I oh,
2: yeah, yeah, tiger Everyone is just it just called Tiger? A, uh, tiger Shot, I guess, technically. Right. Everyone just has a different name for it. But they're all... It's, different they're, it's manifestations of it. It's all the same, it. yeah, okay, all the same cool. idea. And they even like wrote down, like, how does it feel? Like, Ryu's is like a kick.
0: Wait, so then is it weird that Chun-Li doesn't have it in this game?
2: Um, I think they wanted. I think they wanted to cut down on projectiles. I don't yeah. think they okay. wanted every. That's fair. I don't think it's supposed to be a show of power because Bison doesn't have. It's a like a strategy. But he has
1: psycho. He has a psycho power. That's true. But uh, but I mean I think something to get back to that different life bars thing. Yeah. I don't think that would be a good idea for Chun Li. But I think maybe in future fighting games, if there was like it a really heavy like yeah. combo character. If he can like just go off, I think maybe like him oh, being yeah. able to only take a hit or two, that would be interesting. Now, nowadays, that's in part for the course, is it? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. guess I don't play fighting games that much. I'm also saying in stats. a
0: modern lens too. Hopefully, she wouldn't be the only woman. Yes. So, and, like,
2: well, it would yeah. it we have Rainbow be, Mika. To, to give you an example, in Marvel vs. Capcom two, the, one of the characters with the lowest health in the game is is Akuma because they're just like that's he's how Akuma. we balance him. He's he's, he's like. The strongest character from he's like a secret character from the final version of Street Fighter Two. Okay. Who is like the 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 he's master like, of
1: evil Hado. He's
2: like Ryu's master's Ken, like the okay. training partner. Okay. Except he uh he lives by the Bushido like the way code. Of the warrior. Okay. So he sees fighting as always being a fight to the death. Whoa. He's not like a murderer. Or anything, he's well, just it makes like. makes sense that he would know. be then in an antagonistic position in the world of Street Fighter. Exactly, and then when they go to Alpha, Ryu's arc becomes about like, well, if I if my whole life is about fighting, how do I justify killing or not killing someone? And they even change the ending of Street Fighter One to say that when Ryu is about to like lose to Sagat he suddenly felt this anger in him that he wanted to do anything it took to win. Mm-hmm. And he almost kills Sagat, giving Sagat a, a, this huge scar on his body. Which he has in two. And he has it and in every two. every game
1: going and forward. And every
2: game after Except that. Alpha. And it defines Sagat's- um, <laughs>
1: Chronologically yeah. forward.
2: No, Alpha is after one. So he has it in Alpha. Oh, is and it? And Sagat's whole story arc is about the fact that he has to come to terms with the fact that like-
1: Somebody spared his, him?
2: That Ryu, like, his whole life is centered around revenge against Ryu. And it's at the end of Alpha that he realizes this is holding him back because his own student defeats him. And his student's like, something's up with you. Like, you're out of balance. I don't know, but you're, like, a joke now. And he's like, oh, my God. It's because all of my life is centered around this person who beat me once and I didn't like it. And that's kind of the the nature of the story. Is there, like, a subtext
0: then about, like accepting loss, too, that losing is a part of growing as a fighter or as anything. I would
2: would argue that almost every motivation for fighting in in the Street Fighter games, well, at least through Alpha and 3, they are meant to mirror some real struggle that a player could be going through that they express through the fighting game. So, like, let's go back to Street Fighter 2 real quick and talk about these characters because... They all have, like, some very different reason. So Chun-Li is personal. Guile.
1: Ryu, Guile's is personal.
2: Guile's is personal. Ryu is all about self-betterment. What is Guile's? Guile's,
1: uh, uh, Guiles works for the military. So, yeah, or? so he's a military, like, guy. I think was I thought, lieutenant, I, a lieutenant. It's not important what his rank was. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, his friend Charlie was killed by bison, or okay. he went missing.
2: Yes, Charlie or Nash in Japan. Which
0: is yeah. why in the Street Fighter movie... Beloved by everyone. Chun-Li and Guile are both in it because they have similar goals. Yeah,
1: they both want to kill Bison. They both want to kill Bison. And so...
0: Which, you know what? That makes sense as a setup. I don't know what went wrong with that movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie, but um, Guile... He goes through like the entire tournament. He gets to Bison and he's about to strike him down when all of a sudden his wife and daughter show up and they're like, no, Guile, don't do that. Don't kill him. If you kill him, you're going to become just a murderer just like him and you don't want to be that. And then he goes home and sits on his couch and his family's like hanging on him and having a good time. What
2: happened to Bison?
1: He he spares him. He spares him. him.
2: He doesn't take him into prison? Oh, okay. So fun fact about Guile. The reason he joins the tournament is because he lost faith in, in the criminal justice system. Yep. Oh, no. He tried to press criminal charges against Bison. I don't know how they got Bison into an American court, but he <laughs> was acquitted. Maybe because <laughs> of international shoe. Where <laughs> there's
0: like a I'm South American really hard. dictator that America's
2: like. Yeah, we're
1: going to press charges. I thought he was a Southeast Asian dictator. I don't know. I thought it's he's
2: actually very. It's very ambiguous what Bison is. He's just a dictator You somewhere. fight him in Thailand, but right. like, is it because his operations are in Thailand? I think so. Maybe
1: that's where his like, is that cheap d- labor is.
2: It doesn't mean he's from there. I don't know where he's from. He's very ambiguous. Is he actually a dictator or
0: is
1: he yes. just like a
2: criminal lord? Well, he
1: starts off with Shadaloo, and then that... I don't know, I but might Shasta be mixing that a is basically
2: a the, the gist of it. Yeah. It's just an organization that operates in all different
1: countries.
0: So he's it's- not really a dictator. He just has that kind of design. In the in the and yeah. in
1: the cartoon, don't they yeah, it, have it? Doesn't he have his own country? In
2: different depictions, yeah, he's a di- he well, first of all, people or call him movie. dictator because he looks like one.
1: Right, uh, right. But he's not really uh, he, he, he
2: has, has a very like Stalin-esque the design. The military hat, hat
1: or, the military uniform, or even a cape. Like
2: pseudo-fascist, too. Yeah, Definitely fascist like, imagery, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh this might help too. Um a lot of or 3 of the characters had their name changed okay. for the American version. So Bison, the oh, the last boss, yes, I read this. He's actually Vega, which sounds like it could be a Hispanic name. I don't know that. I don't know if that helps at all. Okay, Balrog was M. Bison because he was supposed to be Mike Tyson, like he's a joke right. about Mike Tyson. And uh, Vega, the the Spanish uh, claw fighter, um, he was ve- uh, he was a uh, Balrog. Okay, I don't know why so he. They was shuffled
0: everything around.
3: Maybe
1: they because liked, but they um, shuffle. I read they Lord shuffled the it around yeah.
0: specifically. To not get in trouble in
2: America because of Mike with Bison. Mike Tyson. Or Mike yeah.
0: Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bison.
2: Yeah. Um, so going back to Guile. What's, Sorry, you don't want to just talk about boxers <laughs> and how I get them mixed up? Uh, well, what's interesting about Guile is the fact that, um, you know, he, he lost faith in the criminal justice system. He's a military man, right? Why is he street fighting? The implication, and I think this is developed through further materials, is that he basically, like, abandoned his family to go oh, and yeah. enter these underground fighting okay. and he's putting his life and online. track down bison.
1: And yes. his young daughter and his wife somehow track him to wherever Shadaloo's tournament is. Wait, did you read And it's like, no, don't kill him. Did you that, read it that's as the his story family that,
0: literally coming yes, to something? Yes, li- no, they're, they're, it's they're, 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 they're
1: literally they're. there, Lindsay. I
0: thought you don't think he just envisions that it's not no, like it's him not. having a They They run out of it because it
2: happens for multiple characters. Oh. This is like a big event. Oh. There's at least three endings where someone comes out of the crowd. Four endings where someone comes out of the crowd to, like, say something. Five endings. The no, real, sorry. The I'm real, counting them in my
1: head. The real game I want to play is his wife and daughter's, like, journey to get to this <laughs> tournament. Like, I imagine have it's to not. They uh, fighting. It's not in the open. <laughs> like, how do you become a crowd member to this tournament? That's what I want to know. It should be
2: a detective game where you're tracking down yes. your uh, irresponsible father.
1: Yeah. Yes. And then you go and you find him and Call then you have to, come. like. Yeah, oh, I, like I would I would play the shit out of this well, game. Well, here,
2: here's where I I think that Guile is one of the most brilliant uh, culminations of the things you can do with a fighting game. Right? His win quote that everyone remembers is "Go home and be a family man." <laughs> he says that to someone Stark. he just beat up <laughs> as an insult, and he's like, "You're you're not going to cut it out here. Go back to the life I abandoned."
0: And then his, his happy ending. His happy ending is following he's like, his oh my own God, advice.
2: I. I'm the person that I hated. It's like, I need to go home.
1: Yeah. And I was be making, a
2: family man. <laughs> exactly. I was making
1: the world a better place by making lots of family men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's like this amazing thing where they actually use a win quote to show you this insecurity that's or maybe cool. this guilt about a character's arc. So were there any other characters or story beats we wanted to touch on? I would say really briefly, we know that Blanca he just wanted to go and find his mom or maybe he just so many questions for fun. About
1: Blanca, and at the end of it. at the end quickly back to Blanca so you know full circle here um, Blanca All wears, begin
0: and end with Blanca
1: yeah. Blanca wears these ankle bracelets. And when he wins the tournament, oh, his mother yeah. comes out and is like, Jimmy, is that you? Because the bracelets. And he's like, well, how, who are you? He's like, it's your mother. I gave you those bracelets when I lost you. They're first elastic. First off, <laughs> I was <gonna> say ankle <laughs> bracelets. Who gives their kid ankle bracelets <laughs> two, as a gift? One, two one, of them. And spikes, second, right? And second, no, I don't know if they're spikes. I think they're just orange, like, cloth. Oh, you're right, you're right, uh, you're and right. And second, well, first and second, why is she at this tournament? Third, um, how are these still... On him. I like point two the
0: best because this woman did not know her son was going to be there. Yeah. She's just some like.
2: I, I, I'm not going to lie. If I, I saw that, I'd be like, this green monster ate, ate my, my child. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 It's not like, is my son now this green electric <laughs> like monster so from the Amazon? Happy ending? Yeah. He lives
2: in civilization again. Yeah. Like, his
1: mom. Does he
0: stay green or does he undo that? I don't I think don't you know can he undo can
1: undo that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well,
2: I'm not sure. I think it's like a tattoo at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, but he goes like shopping with his mom after that. Um, and, and then, then like Keefe, he's fighting for international pride. So right. he wants to show. And I again, lo- I Fox. love yeah, this And as of I go through these, like I'm thinking of like all the different people I've met playing fighting games and like how some of them, they'd show up to a tournament and they'd be like, I want to beat th- this Japanese player because I want to show that America is the best at fighting games or I, I want to show like that a there. very American motivation. Or Russian, apparently. (laughs) Well, that's true, too. Um, Or, like, I want to show that the East Coast is best at Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or something like that, right? Yeah. But
1: thank you, Sending is my favorite. I think Gorbachev. Well, they call him Gorby.
2: Gorby comes down from a helicopter... (laughs) And tears down a wall. ...and says, thank you uh, for showing Russian spirit, and you've really demonstrated how Russian power is the greatest. And, by the way, this is made a few months before the Soviet Union uh, was, like, disbanded. You said... Street
0: Fighter 2 is.
2: Pre is, it is technically a Soviet. What, era no, what game. year? 1991, March, I think. It okay, came out. so then, yeah, that's like right in. Right before. Right at the end. Immediately yeah. dated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they talk mostly about Russia in
1: the, at least
2: in the English and, translation. And
1: then when he comes down from the helicopter, what, what is it Zangief does?
2: Oh, they, they do a, what is it, Kassock?
1: They, Cossack, whatever that dances, you know the the, the squat and, the squat and kick, yeah, yeah, and they do that, and they Together. just start dancing, and they compliment each other, like Zeng is like,
2: "You dance so well."
1: Yeah,
0: I love that some of the characters have very real, heartfelt endings, and they're like. How do we end it for the Russians? They're fighting <laughs> for then country
1: pride. Some of them then are the do like it's, it's dance. The, it's the Cold War. They're not our friends at some, the time. Some of them are
2: that. the uh, Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like in Community, where like the, all the other kids being like, "You've been hogging that study room for three years." This
0: is what happens when Community hits Netflix. It's just Community references yeah.
2: all the time. Uh, and then, similar to Zangief, we have e honda who's fighting to show the world that sumo is a real martial art Mm -hmm. Uh, and at the end it's not it has nothing to do with winning the tournament he's just telling his students just because i won doesn't mean i am going to give up on my discipline or whatever and they eat chanko so he's he's just a martial artist yes
0: he's just like doing the tournament Um, to prove something about his art and at the end he's like see
2: students I still have more to learn, and I just won all of the tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Dalsim, who his ending is very ambiguous. It shows that he doesn't like violence and he sees this as a different life. So, at, in his ending, his kid is asking him, um, Dad, what's that photograph on the wall? And he's like, oh, it's Something from a past life. And he doesn't want to fight anymore. Okay. They later developed this to say that Dalsim became a street fighter, like literally, like fighting in street competitions. To make money for his village because they couldn't afford food or medicine. Whoa. And eventually that put him in conflict with Shadaloo because they were operating in India. And he decided to try to help take down Faisa. So he's a good guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He always creeped me out. Yes. <laughs> we should talk about Delson. Because as a kid, I never realized how horribly racist his depiction is. What?
1: Like the skulls? The, and the, the skulls.
2: Which you can kind of see like over time, Capcom was like, okay, we got to... Tone this down. Oh, we, we gotta we gotta reconcile what we've written this character as with oh, how he yeah. looks.
0: I always having I never knew his backstory until this moment, and I always assumed he was a bad guy. So he does the
2: weird stretchy things. I don't like. Well, his that's feet. from yoga. Yeah, yeah
0: I, okay. there is no Great.
2: explanation for why he can stretch it's, other than the fact that his fighting style is quote yoga. I have
0: done some yoga. You guys,
1: not as well as Dalsim. Yeah. Let's
0: see. Grab that glass from the <laughs> counter. From where you I never gained Mr. Fantastic <laughs> powers from you. So it's actually you're just a not reference. doing
1: it well enough. I guess.
2: Um, it's another Shaw Brothers movie. Uh, I think, it, or is it Shaw Brothers? It's Master of the Flying Guillotine or Guillotine. Guillotine, That's okay. And there's a fighter who's only who does yoga, and that's the only explanation for why that person in that movie can stretch his limbs.
0: Like I have Mr. another Fantastic. follow-up question. What is a flying guillotine?
2: <laughs> Um, it is a like a I think it's like a clamp on a chain that you throw and like
1: there's like a, a kusari mar oh. yeah but no, it's like it? it's on
2: the end of that chain
1: kusagi of, oh god this is gonna bother kusari Mara. me kusari kusari yeah that's it I said it right the first time kusabi
2: maru kusabi from Sekiro?
1: no that's the sword oh name. oh
2: kusari gama it's kusari there, gama that's it. the the, Thank the you. sickle
1: on a chain yeah that's Just one of like my that.
0: favorite crazy weapons
2: yeah so. I believe that was the villain of that movie used that. Interesting. I, I love that. So anyway, that. that's why he can stretch. It's a reference to that movie. I mean, checks out. And cool fighting game ability. I they did their research, obviously. Two two explanations for why he can shoot fire. Um, first of all, it's his not key. really
1: Is it yoga?
2: It's not actually fire. <laughs> it's it's his key again. Yeah. Um and it's an illusion, apparently, like the fire element of it. Okay. Um, which will disagree with what I say next. Um in the American <laughs> they um burn. explanation. That's an
1: illusion. <laughs> <laughs> like, the blackened bodies that get hit by yoga fire Sterling, are...
2: But that's why you're not uh, blackened anymore after you get up. What you're missing oh. here is that life is an illusion.
1: Yes. What, is this just ellipsism now? Like, everything <laughs> life is, is an illusion? an illusion,
2: illusion Sterling. <laughs> Have you learned nothing from China? Or from Street Fighter. <sighs> or from Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, Street Fighter, man.
2: So, uh... Dalsim, the, American, the original American explanation for Dalsim, uh, why he can shoot fire, is that he ate really spicy curry. And that's why he can spit fire. Wow. I think that's more yeah. racist than yoga. The Japanese explanation that came at some point, I don't know when, is that it was a gift from the god Agni, who okay. is the god of fire That Hinduism. makes more sense. That,
1: d- that also doesn't th- square with why it's an illusion. Is that why they're called Agni Kaizen avatar? Uh, yeah,
2: Yeah. Agni from Sanskrit, which is fire. And also the god. And Kai, obviously, in Japanese and maybe Chinese, pronounced differently, is a meeting.
1: Oh, yeah, it's more or less the same. I was just wondering, because in Avatar world, like, do they have Sanskrit? I was just... I don't know. But clearly,
2: like... This is another podcast, guys. Sorry, sorry. We love <laughs> Avatar. We're
0: going to for our <laughs> secondary <laughs> podcast on the linguistic roots of Avatar. That's the, the only fact I have to contribute. <laughs>
1: I'd be more into the linguistic roots of the made-up words of fantasy and cartoons. A lot
2: of... Uh, okay, let's start with attention. Harry Potter.
1: It's Latin. Um, Aloho, it's just Latin. Aloha,
2: Mara. Over. Uh, Aloha is from Hawaiian. Right, so it <laughs> means hello.
1: And Mara is um, a name of a Not person. Not today, Mara.
2: That's from uh, as what Buddha said to uh, the, the god of uh, desire and illusions and, uh, and. Desire.
1: To move on. To wrap this okay, sorry. <laughs>
2: so um, the skulls that Dalsim wears around his head how they kind of soften this is those are the children who died in his village from starvation and like illness.
1: That's what I like to do with my children.
2: So Dalsim doesn't want to fight. He's like a pacifist. Right. He's also really good at fighting. So he uses his skulls to remind himself of why he should continue fighting and making this money to support his village. That's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, because so things are like
2: it's a very complicated. Just gonna say, of good save,
1: 90s. Capcom. <laughs> I good know. save.
0: Whoever did that back-end work needs a raise. Yes, yes, <laughs>
2: absolutely. And that's like, and he's you know he's another example. As a kid, I was like, this is the only person who's like not from Asia or Europe. Yeah, or I, w- or I wonder if he
0: was your chun Li, where you looked at the game and yeah. you're like, the
2: screen is telling me I should play this one. And you know what's funny? That was before I even understood what India was like. <laughs> that I had any kind of like right. racial tie to India. Right. Because I only knew Trinidad yes. as a kid, right? And then, so let's move on from that. Uh, another very personal story is Ken. Ken is a flamboyant, rich playboy. He he grew up in that dojo with Ryu because his his father wanted to teach him discipline. Wait, so where did Ken grow up? Um, he grew up in Jap- in America. Then, as, as like a adolescent, he Japan. went to Japan okay. and then back grew up to with America. Ryu. Came back to America. He's very wealthy. His family is very rich. Um, he, I guess, as a form of rebellion, he got into street fighting. So he can use his martial arts to make money, um, just like Batman. Yeah,
1: so I except guess.
2: Batman doesn't I thought he was a prisoner.
3: <laughs> I wasn't
2: sure, but yeah. So Ken's ending is that he he defeats Bison, and then his wife runs out of the crowd. And and he, she's like, Ken, I came all the way here to, like, find you. And I, I want you to I, kill him. I love him. you. And get, they get married. That's oh. his ending. Oh. And oh, then in Street Fighter Three, he has kids. That's cute.
1: Man, I still think she should have come out and been, like, the ab- opposite of Guiles and been, like, kill him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I think Ken is a—I love that Ken represents this person who has been in, like, this place where Ryu is and, like, these other characters are. And he's like, yeah, but that's not my whole life. I feel like, like I have something outside of this. I How is the, to, Ken, but <laughs> and at the end of the game he's like I I have to choose between living a normal life and being this uh, her- hobo <laughs> and I'm going to choose.
1: I, I just yeah, feel like that's the same as Chun-Li It's though. not
0: Sterling because Chun-Li is not her choice is not do I keep living the Street Fighter life or go back to my family. Her choice yeah. is Do I stay as a successful detective with this major international
2: agency? (laughs) Or do I identify as a woman? A
0: single woman. It's not like she's returning home to a family and a relationship and wealth. It's like, do I stick with my career? Or do I go be single? Like...
1: Like that's a career but, path. So is just being a detective, street fighting. Is that all Interpol? No. Is, uh, to, to be this clear, a too, this is
0: specific mission she did for
2: Interpol because that, of her vendetta against uh, Bison. Also, to be I clear, didn't she was um, on like
1: a mission from Interpol during all of this. Oh my
2: god. Ken doesn't actually stop street fighting. He just doesn't spend his whole life doing. He just dials it back. Yeah, and he learns. He learns balance. Okay, so
1: there's temperance there, and, and whereas Trinley's yes. is not. I get and, it. And okay, he, here's the sorry to be that well, guy. Complex.
0: You think the temperance is what his, makes that choice okay? We're
2: to argue his life is multifaceted is the point so the thing that i want to also point out is that ken up until his ending i only found this out recently his whole goal in life was to defeat ryu like he wanted to surpass ryu because he was his rival it wasn't until after he beat the tournament and he saw eliza again that he decided his goal in life could not be due it has it has to be her.
0: well okay that's great but to get to that point in the game he has defeated ryu (laughs) He has
2: not He has not necessarily defeated him.
1: Because you only have to we fight like eight people. We don't know
2: what happens. Oh, okay. But what if you do? What if he fought Ryu? Then maybe it's a little sadder than we thought. <laughs> and He's like, well, I did it. Now I have time for you. <laughs> um, so Ken, I just, I really like the fact that they really show Ken as being a, a f- I mean- him being like very wealthy plays into this, I'm sure. But he is a, a kind of a person who is a tourist in this world. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a very interesting element of him that they kind of bring back. Like he's he's kind of a check on reality for you, also. So let's talk for a second about Ryu, because we keep coming back to him, right? Ryu's nickname, they all have a nickname, but this is one of the the more interesting ones. He is the eternal challenger. If you look at that book we've been looking at with Mm -hmm. all the endings, that's eternal challenge, right? So Ryu's whole deal is that his whole life is about martial arts. His arc, starting from Street Fighter 1, going into Alpha, and then into 2 and 3, is that he's asking himself, if my whole goal is to win, am I supposed to be killing people? Like, am I willing to do literally anything it takes to win? He meets a person named Goki or Akuma, who is the the partner of his, his okay. former master, who okay. killed his master mm-hmm. in a fair fight. Mm-hmm. And Akuma tells him, you can be the most powerful warrior there ever was. You can be the only real challenge for me. If you would just embrace the fact that your martial arts is about killing people, it's literally called the assassin's fist. Why are you not just, <laughs> yeah, just go with it? I use the true form of this martial art. And Akuma is like way, like his moves are way cooler. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Ryu struggles with this all through alpha. And he, and he eventually, when he comes into contact with Bison, he has to ask himself Is he's, if he's willing to kill Bison because, uh, that maybe that's what fighting is for.
0: Okay. Let me, so Bison, like he's not quite Hitler, but right. he's pretty much like a, an I mean, he sure dresses that bad way. guy. Yeah. Uh, and the game's text seems to say the,
2: hero- the heroic thing to do is to fight them and just walk away. Again. So to be clear, I think they do kill Bison. Oh, okay. I think they make that decision to kill him. But okay. Ryu has to ask himself if that's what he really wants or is he doing this because he just wants to win a fight? Okay. So Ryu is kind of like a parallel to this character from Final Fight named Cody. Cody uh, is one of the people who goes with the mayor and beats up all the gang members and, and gets his girlfriend back. Okay. After a final fight when Cody enters Street Fighter. I thought he wasn't Street 3, Fighter. Yeah. He's, he's wearing in chains. he's in chains. He's yeah. a, he escaped from jail. Whoa. Um, because you find out Cody never actually cared about his girlfriend. He just wanted a reason to beat to people, people up. It was like the excuse to kill. Exactly. And it's Ooh, in dark. fact, in his ending, in one of the final fight games, after you rescue his girlfriend and he walks away because he's like, there's still injustice in this world slash I want to go beat people up still. Oh no. Um, his friends kick him, like they beat him up and throw him back at Jessica, his girlfriend, because he's an idiot. And so that's he such follows that arc. a weird ending. Yeah. So he follows that arc into Street Fighter Alpha. Where he is now an escaped prisoner, and the implication is he was just never a good guy. Like, wow, he's a very irresponsible person. So, Ryu has to ask himself, "Am I that guy?" Which is an interesting line to examine too. Is yeah. like, is this a martial art,
0: or is it
2: yes, just martial violence? <laughs> and well, like, what if I could have killed somebody and won, but I chose not to use this move that could have killed them, and I lost? Mm-hmm. Ha- am I betraying? the spirit of martial arts. Like, that's a big element of what Ryu struggles with. Yeah. Well,
1: I know that just, like, to touch on this martial arts thing that you you emphasized just now, mm-hmm. um, but, like, a lot of martial arts um, in China uh, originated when monks and believers of a certain religion decided to, like, live a life of seclusion and sequester themselves away. But to keep themselves active and healthy and fit, they started making up their own, like, martial arts as a way of, like... Self-betterment. Yeah. And because they did this all the time, they ended up, you know, creating a style fighting. Which is
0: kind of like that's the origin
1: of any like Far East martial art you think of.
0: It stems from that. And w- which different Far East countries will disagree with, but that well,
2: is, at least at least the 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 the, the, the non weapons yes. based ones, well, yes.
1: right? And so they had like you know their own temples, like up on like from China. in a mountain, mm-hmm. unless or, you ask Korea, like the Shaolin, the Shaolin monks, for example, like they're up in a mountain, they're practicing by themselves, they're practicing like fighting essentially every day, but just as a way to like express their devotion and like res- yeah. maintain their own body, um, that like local. Like warlords or leaders or whatever approached them to be like, fight your war or fight this war for us so that you can like have yeah. your, your continued peace. So that they'd be like these like badass monks that would come out of nowhere and like be like, and, and, they, and, and they've
2: got their like farming tools and stuff that are now like weapons yeah. too. And you know, that was that's like a big thing in Japanese history too, where monks would sometimes be a part of like a minor revolution because they had the expertise and they knew how to use like these cheap tools to mm-hmm. fight. Uh, Like, I don't know if it was always guerrilla warfare, but like help with peasant revolts. And Mm -hmm. there was like a, you know, is a pretty famous thing that uh, Oda Nobunaga did when he like murdered a bunch of them and like burned their temples down because he was afraid that they were like secretly plotting to kill him. him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he burned down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the reason why I think Ryu is so interesting is that his entire arc is about why would you even play a fighting game? like if i'm playing a fighting game and i lose to this person why shouldn't i then go murder them in real life or oh something God. like why what is the point of a a fight a violent conflict with rules attached where you agree not to hurt each other when mm-hmm. you are well not hurt each other not to kill each other when you are engaging in this thing where you're making someone feel bad for a bit right like you're yeah. making them feel negative emotions you're you're imposing your will on them Um, why is this ethical and when what purpose does it serve? And what I really like about Ryu is that through auxiliary materials and like then in street fighter three and on Capcom kind of answered that there. If you, if anyone listening wants to see like, where did Ryu's arc finally go? I would highly recommend that you read um, a manga called street fighter three Ryu final, I believe it's called. And it is about Ryu near the end of his career Asking himself, "Why am I fighting?" and it explores all of the different answers that he has come to in Hmm. all of like in all of these travels. And a lot of it, a lot of the answer is cultural exchange. So it implies that by going to all these different countries and fighting people, this is Ryu's way of communicating with them and understanding something about their culture,
0: especially because, like in the real world, each fighting style is its own culture. And yeah, you, you wouldn't intersect cross.
2: exactly. Sort of like UFC, but that's you know. But they all boil down to the <laughs> same
0: few things. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone like in UFC fighting. is doing taekwondo and jujitsu. Yeah, and like ground everything
1: jujitsu is that down. ground fighting? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. It's, it's Like right. grappling.
2: So yeah, like that's the fantasy that a fighting game can give you. It's it's a martial arts movie where all of the martial arts can like fairly compete with each other. Yes,
0: which is cool.
2: Um, and shoot yeah. fireballs. So Ryu, because he has this traveler like feeling about him, over the years he has become less of a serious street fighter, like someone who's just he's always been a street fighter, always winning money through that. Right to being a kind of a hobo. So he in the later games he's always got a huge duffel bag that he carries oh my around, gosh, just crashing at hostels. Um, if you look in that book that we've been looking at, you'll see a picture of him washing his clothes, but he has no clothes on because he only has his, one. Oh pair my of gosh. Clothes. And like and they're it's so just ratty. His gi? It's just his gi. That's why his gi, the sleeves are like ratty.
0: I thought that was just they just he fell so off.
2: strong. I, I he maybe. like his way out I, of I his sleeves. I think his thing just tore off. And then Ken was like, no, I'm going to buy one. Like, because Ken, <laughs> Ken's is also sleeveless, but oh, his but is like torn. tailored. Interesting. Yeah. Ken just wants to be Ryu. Yeah. Well, no, I think Ken is like, I like Ryu's style. I don't have time for that, though. <laughs>
1: He's like, I'm too busy being rich on my yacht. Mm.
2: Um, And so they've kind of like really played up this I, this feeling of being a traveling person who wants to learn about other people. That's cool. I think cool. that's why I always identify with him. Because I, I think the thing I treasure the most about all of my time playing Street Fighter is the connections that you make with other people. And like, what do you learn about other people through the way that they play? Right, That's awesome. Um, so I want to give you a fun fact about Ryu. Okay. Because um, you were asking about key blasts earlier. Yes. Have you ever looked very closely at Ryu's Hadoken, like what it actually looks like?
0: It looks yeah. like a little fireball, and his hands are doing
2: basically the Dragon Ball Z thing. There's, yes. is, there's
1: a there's a limb in there, though, isn't there?
2: Th- yes. There's if you what? look at the actual fireball, there is, his hands are in the fireball. Yes. So what is actually happening when Ryu does a Hadouken— is he is transferring the force of his hands pushing you through the air, and that blue ball is just his hand, like the force of his hands traveling across a screen. Yeah, which is why his hands are still oh, visible. There's in like there. a little imprint in there the whole time. Exactly. Interesting. And this is okay. Quick conspiracy theory thing here. Um, I, when I was a kid, I was on Game facts a lot that checks out. Um there was a board like a message board called conspiracy theories <laughs> and there was a whole following of people who insisted that they could create key balls, like energy balls in
0: real life. Yes. Oh my god. I and love, they were like explaining
2: how you do it. And they, they were like, you will never be like, it's like, it would be unrealistic for you to be throwing key blasts. It's not a thing. Ha <laughs> not crazy. Um, <laughs> Wait, what are they throwing? So they're you, creating them, but not throwing them? So if you throw a key blast or ball, I think it was ball. Is this just like a snowball?
1: Like you mash it together and the force of your throw just like.
2: um So it's the opposite. And this, I don't understand why this is the result. But if you are able to concentrate all of your energy and throw this ball across the room with your hand outstretched let's say i throw it at the couch right i will feel the couch briefly on my hand when i throw that energy oh. out so it's the opposite of reuse.
1: so it's like i could get punched like, from afar
0: no yeah. no it's the no, opposite you don't feel it chris would i could feel just be it. like
2: feel sterling's face oh my oh. gosh
1: well right i'm saying if so i'm the one throwing it
0: the only you're th- wait you're throwing yeah, it i'm at saying your like stomach?
1: if i no, if i'm throwing it at the couch and, like, the couch doesn't, I you know what, the it, it couch. It might here's, be that the
0: couch what, is feeling
1: you, too. But if maybe. I was going to say, here's if, what's
0: perfect about this scenario. There's no evidence aside from, oh, I just did I it. I feel it. And I felt, I felt it. Felt it. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> what I'm saying is butter. that sounds
1: terrible because if you throw it out and somebody kicks it, do you then feel a kick in your hand? I
2: think you would. F- I, I think the implication is that if you use this on another person. You, that person would feel your hand, and you would feel their body. Well, I know what we're going to be
0: practicing after this, and it's how to, th- how throw, to throw a, a d- key ball. We've got to Google this.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh, another fun fact about Ryu, he's afraid of spiders because he camps so much, he woke up with a spider in his mouth one day.
0: I feel like that's inevitable in his world, and he should just learn to live with it. I mean... Like, it sounds terrible, but like... Well,
2: hes it's one of his phobias.
0: Prior to that? I don't know. Or because of that?
2: Maybe because of that. I don't know. See, That's like I'm, the one thing he's afraid of. It's I'm
0: unsympathetic snake. if it's because of that.
2: Because you're like, well, how often does this happen to you? It must be a lot. Yeah, I assume so.
0: Uh-huh. They like, Don't they say we eat bugs anyway, like without even knowing it? If you're just sleeping everywhere on the ground, a spider is going to get in your mouth.
1: That was a myth. That doesn't actually happen. It doesn't no.
0: happen? I read it in a book of weird facts in third grade. It can't not be true, starting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you put it that way.
2: <laughs> um, were there any other facts you had or questions you wanted to ask about the cast of Street Fighter 2? I don't think so. I think we've...
1: we've I think we got it. I covered mean, not way all of plot. it, but like a lot yeah. of it.
2: So the one thing I want to bring up about exclusively Street Fighter still mm-hmm. is the fact that after Street Fighter 2, when they were like, we got to make more narrative oriented games, they did. they changed the structure of how each character's, like, arcade mode works. Oh. So starting from, I believe, either Alpha or Alpha 2, but Alpha 2's narrative replaces Alpha 1 anyway. So just don't worry about that game. Great. Love it. Each character, when you pick them, it shows you every person you're going to fight, which is your path around the world, and there is no tournament. So starting from Street Fighter Alpha 2, which is now, like, this is, like, a very common thing to do in a fighting game. Now, each character just has, like, a route they take, and that route represents okay. what, what they were doing during this time period, and then at each at set points during the route, there would be like pre-battle cutscenes where they talk to each other, and then like they all Which have is like a mini how I boss. think
0: of fight like a lot of the more recent fighter games that I have right console based fighter games especially.
2: And and these bosses would be drastically different. Like Ryu's, I think, is Akuma. Okay. Um, a lot of them are Bison because they actually want to kill Bison. Makes sense. My favorite one is Ken because Ken is essentially fighting is going is retracing Ryu's steps across the world. <laughs> But his final boss is, is Ryu. Ryu. And if Ken beats Ryu, this, that actually happened. That's like a canon thing in the storyline that Ken finally beats Ryu in Alpha 2 before Street Wait. Fighter 2. <laughs> What's his goal in Street Fighter 2? Um, well, the reason is because when Ken beats him, he kind of has the same moment where Sagat's student beat him and was like, You're not, something's wrong with you. So Ken realizes that, uh, that Ryu is so conflicted that something he's doing, like, he's not fighting in top form. And he tells Ryu, "You have to fix something about yourself because this is such I can an tell." Anime arc. Yes, but I love the ending of it Ken has. Like I a, need to beat you at your best. He has like a ponytail, um, in alpha, it's
1: long and flowing, very
2: long, and it has a red band at the end. And he takes the band off and he tells Ryu, "Like I'm going to take it seriously, and you, but you have to do it too because like my whole goal is about beating you, and yeah. if I can do it this easily." Like, you're not my, you can't be my goal anymore. Yeah. And Ryu wears that headband for the rest of the series. That's cool. And then Ken, taking, like, fighting more seriously, I guess, he cuts his hair after that. That's why Ken has short hair in in Street Fighter 2. That's fun. Yes. And then they fuck after. That's fun, too.
0: I... I think prequels are hard. Yeah. And it sounds like Street Fighter made a lot of good like revision. With, with a
2: healthy dose of retcons. Yeah, that makes sense. But honestly, if you really want to see like how can a fighting game do a narrative with just like an arcade-oriented style of play, play Street Fighter Alpha 2. R- like brilliant game in so many different ways. Very modern feeling in a lot of ways, like very nice graphics. I mean, you've seen yes. those graphics whole. They're up. beautiful. Um, very good music. Um, and the characters are like so interesting. Hmm. Like there's like people talk about Jojo characters, like Rose, who's like the psychic Italian lady who fights is with her Jojo scarf. She's definitely Lisa Lisa from Jojo. Oh, you're um, talking Lisa about Lisa Rose from, from Jojo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I Lisa don't know. Lisa. Here,
0: yeah. I'm going to make a complete list of the characters from Jojo that I know. Jojo.
2: <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know it even. So Spell it.
1: Dio <laughs> cono Yeah. Go with J O J O. Yeah.
2: And that—that's that's at least three of them. Yeah. I know three
0: characters. Then.
1: All right. Well, you know, Street Fighter Two has a lot more to it than I—I uh, I know initially imagined. Chris,
0: how does it feel to to have had this platform to share everything about a game that's been such an important part of your life? I don't you know,
2: think it it's everything. Good. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to cut it. You guys didn't see, but the, there was a moment where they're like, you need to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I just I feel like it's important to understand that like Street Fighter 2 is such a good example of how a video game doesn't need to be constrained to the way that you would tell a linear narrative with like a movie or a book that its narrative doesn't have to be set in stone either to have an impact on you. And I, yeah. I think we kind of saw that when we talked about roguelikes, how every every journey you take is like a new story. Yes. And, um, you know, I just want our viewers to think about maybe trying a fighting game, looking at how it's telling a story beyond just having like a visual novel attached or something like that.
0: And if anyone out there has another game in a similar vein where you're like, does this really have a story? And you want us to tackle it. Let us know, because that is our kind of thing. You
1: know which one I think might not have a story, but I'd love to tackle? It's Donkey Kong Country 2. Oh, my God, no. I'm just kidding. I just want to talk about Donkey Kong Country (laughs) 2. Why would it
2: not have a story when we did one on the first game?
1: (laughs) Well, we only talked about the first Donkey Kong Country. We got to go about his redemption arc. (laughs) I will
2: say, I think we talked about the most important part of that game, which is when the whole Kong family was like, I don't want to rescue Donkey Kong.
1: All right. Yeah, we've
2: covered the franchise, really. Um, were there is there any further reading that you would recommend to our listeners? Whether it's a game, movie, book—I
0: guess Mulan,
2: apparently. Mulan, okay. <laughs> or I mean, you are more
0: familiar with like traditional Asian fighting movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole genre. Any big picks from there? Because
2: I've I got
1: the Shaw movies, the movie. Shaw
2: brother. Movie. Yeah, actually, um, the Five Fingers of Death is a really good old like tr- like pre. Jackie Chan pre Bruce Lee okay. martial arts movie. I'm adding of it course, to my list. Jackie Chan's entire 80s <laughs> catalo- and 70s, which you own and all of catalog. I, I most of uh, have access <laughs> to them. <laughs> Sterling just bought me a very nice copy of one of them. It's true.
1: Well, you know it's, it's um, such a good movie. You know to-
2: what? You know what I would say. Everyone knows Street Fighter. I would implore everyone to go and try the SNK fighting games. If you're interested in. These things that we're talking about. What about that karate game you talked about earlier? Oh, Karate Champ! Where yeah. can you play that? That Not is a very, very good question. Many places. I want to go there. out and collect some The arcade some women. There this house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in again. If you want to reach us you can do so via email at player versus plot at gmail.com that's player vs plot at gmail.com uh also you can reach us at instagram and twitter at player versus plot again vs plot it's
0: tight branding right there (laughs) (laughs) consistent
2: You know, I do wish we could have talked more about how X-Men? the role of women changed oh. throughout the series because it did get so much more interesting. Mm, after maybe as a I topic, mean, no topic to
1: episode in the future. Yep. on like Women the, in
0: video games? Uh-oh. That's, that's like a five-hour yes. episode.
1: Five-hour like <laughs> can of worms that the internet will definitely uh, have opinions on. I
2: think they'll accept everything we say. That's how discussions about gender normally go.
1: Exactly. Very accepting.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we have two men on this podcast to like... Add some really, you know, give authority. that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find it anywhere else.
1: All right. Well, as we said, thanks for tuning in. Send us your uh, comments, critiques, questions, or anything you'd like us to take a look at or to our to social hi. media.
0: You know, sometimes we're lonely. Yeah. We, like, we like
2: just send hey. us questions, play SNK games. <laughs> People are going to think I really like SNK. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm not going to play any SK. games. I'm just trying games. to give attention to it.
1: Yeah, you know, I have an
0: Animal Crossing island. Watch a Jackie
2: Chan
1: movie. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and you know, we'll see you on the next one.